plots of land and the starry skies above Don't fence me in Let me ride through the wide open country that I love Don't fence me in Let me be by myself in the evening breeze Listen to the murmur of the cottonwood trees Send me off forever but I ask you please Don't fence me in people who were now bitching about the Animal House, the movie. The French. We were celebrating the 40th anniversary of Animal House by basically saying, hey, you know what? The film's gender politics are beyond repair. It's time to attack and go back in time to July 28th. 1978 when Animal House debuted and the world ended apparently. One way to turn back the clock as the uh, left continues to search and search and search for ways to kind of wrestle back the election of November 8, 2018 And the drive, and the drive to the future that we're seeing, yeah. Oh yeah, we'll get into that a little bit. I wasn't always, I, I'm not one of those people who can quote Animal House by by road. I, I, I can't, I always know people who like, you know, know all the words to Blazing Saddles and and, and know every line, and they can quote lines, and people. I, I'm, I'm always envious of people like that, but I, I can't really do that. So, well, good morning this morning, and happy Monday to all of you. And we'll get into that in a little bit, and also into the. This is really ridiculous how Salzberger and Time Magazine and the New York Times and all these guys have decided that it's going to be their job to tell President Trump to rein in criticism of the media. Now, I have to tell you that this idea that somehow now the media is crying uncle with the President of the United States and attempting to, in some way, shape, or form, tell him to stop criticizing them is really beyond the pale. This thing is... 
gotten out of hand to the point where now any criticism of the media, I mean, anytime you, you talk about fake news, anytime you talk about anything related to criticizing people or banning reporters or doing that kind of thing, that somehow you're one of those that you're, you're, you're part of the third world nations who are assassinating journalists and doing all this kind of stuff. It, it's getting to the point now where the media, they're such babies because they're always so ready in any way, shape, or form to criticize anybody in anything, to make up lies, to throw things out there, to conjecture, to do whatever, and pretend that they are, in fact, objective, which they are not. I play for you pretty much every single morning the examples of how the news media, day in and day out, just instead of telling us and, and reporting to us, they're editorializing. They're they're the they're the opinion journalists of the day, and we would never have they would never have been able to get away with this back in Barack Obama's day. If you were, for instance, Fox News, remember all the people who were crazed about Fox News and how Fox News needed to be reined in, and Barack Obama wasn't going to go on Fox News and all this kind of stuff. Did you hear Fox News or any of us in the in the conservative media? Did you ever hear us at any time complain about that? And because we didn't care whether Barack Obama went on Fox News or not. But do you ever hear any of us complain about that? And worse, did we ever make it into a situation where somehow, some way, this was somehow an attack on the First Amendment or the Fourth Estate or whatever it is you happen to want to turn it into? And I got to tell you, folks, this is really getting to be a situation where the, the babies in the news media now suddenly are begging for help from the president and... The president, I hope, doesn't let up. I don't know what kind of things he's negotiating. I don't think he needs to. But I hope he's not working things out in this way. I, I really don't want him to cut a deal with the news media. I don't want him to start making deals with the New York Times or making deals with the Time magazine that, that nobody friggin' reads anyway. And I... I got to tell you, one way or another, it's really unbelievable. So we're going to follow up on that uh, today as well. I mean, let, let's let's take an example of what the news media is doing. By the way, we have Mark Anthony Jones is going to be joining us in just a little bit, uh, about seven o'clock. Mark Anthony Jones is the lone member or one of the dissenting members of that committee that was basically deciding to go ahead and. To support Hawley. He's the one dissenting vote on the executive committee on his decision to support Hawley. And he's going to be in the studio with us at 7 o'clock. And we're going to follow up on that because there's a lot going on with the U.S. Senate race. And we're going to follow up on that. Also, big news for you who are Pam Geller fans. I told you a while back that we're going to have Judge. Napolitano on the show on a regular basis now, in spite of what we thought was going to be a Fox News blackout, because I'm not a Fox News affiliate, but it turns out that because Todd Starnes told me, he said, hey, you know, uh, 
I, I can't. I have to have permission from Fox to do this, and they told me no since I'm not a Fox affiliate. So I couldn't have Todd Starnes on. But so out of the blue, on a whim, I basically just said, "Hey, you know, maybe I can just go ahead and and get Judge Napolitano on because I was in these talks with uh, Archbishop or Cardinal Burke about a trip to Rome, where, which I had been making, and I was there, obviously." And he wasn't there, but he and I got into discussing Judge Napolitano, so I just reached out to him. I said, hey, uh, would you like to be on the air? Can you be on Radio Free Almond? Just to, uh, on a whim, thinking that maybe he'd say no, because Judge Napolitano, of all people, has individuals who are kind of handling him uh, quite a bit. And I thought, well, there's no way he'll do it. And he says, absolutely, I'll do it. Let's do it next week, blah, 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 blah. And so we're going to have him on uh, this week. We're just trying to figure out what uh, particular day we're going to have him in and and how that's going to work out. So it, it might be tomorrow. It might be Wednesday, but either way. So on top of that, then, another addition to the show is going to be none other than Pam Geller from thegellerreport.com. And Pam is one who had been on the All in the Morning show in the old station for some time. And so she's going to be with us as well. I think I'm going to get her on Wednesday. That's the way we uh, we figured it out because she's, uh, she's groovy. And I love Pam. And Pam's going to be with us then on the Wednesday. I believe we worked it out to be somewhere in the uh, realm of uh, 7 o'clock or somewhere in that vicinity. Jimmy Hoff's going to be joining us, too, at about 7.30 today, thegatewaypundit.com. And then, of course, uh, tomorrow, Doug Giles and Genevieve Wood is back, and so we're kind of off to the races with all that. So uh, speaking of all this and looking at the news media, I'll show you an example. So the... The, this, there's this thing about the Russians you're hearing about. You heard about the deal with Claire McCaskill, and which immediately and, and Austin Peterson and his campaign they were all over this at first. And Austin Peterson was in a situation where he's like, "Oh right, so now the one person that you know apparently because he was using it as a, as a campaign thing because." He believes he's the one who, only one who can beat Claire McCaskill. Well, now Claire McCaskill, the news came out last week. And I remember hearing this and didn't give it much thought because it wasn't that big of a deal. But Claire McCaskill is now claiming, or someone's claiming, that somebody tried to infiltrate her campaign, which, honestly, it sounds totally implausible. And I don't believe a word of it. And I believe it's all basically designed one way or the other to create another example of a lie, the Russian involvement, the Russia collusion lie. And so Pam uh, was telling me just kind of off the record on this that, that she believes that this is all just another kind of setup job when it comes to the Russia collusion deal. And Claire McCaskill, I remember her being quoted as, as saying, well, I'm – Never going to give in to the Russians. It's like, come on. No one's, no one's infiltrating your dumb campaign, and nobody really is concerned about you. And, and, and she's setting up this idea somehow because she's polling behind, you know, you could put up any zoo animal up against her, and, and she's losing. So now she's going to claim somehow this is a Russia deal, and this, these are the Russians who are the ones who are 
going to be the it's the same she's taking she's taking a a page out of the Hillary Clinton poor baby poor me sore loser handbook already even before she's become a sore loser which i'm almost positive ultimately she's going to be but anyway now it turns out that on meet the press i don't know whether you saw this or not there was the recent indictment of this Russian national, this Marina Butina, that somehow <laughs> all levels of the of the of the of the conservative this movement email. It's a bit. It's a it's it's a bit. It's were, were, were somehow infiltrated by the Russians. That there's some situation where she, he believes that. The Russians were the ones who were moving the movement, per se, and not the movement itself. Here, you want to hear him blather on? This is your news media that now is begging President Trump to calm down in his criticism of it. And and every day, folks, and I've kind of made this my specialty here, which is a large variety, a large helping for you of media criticism on a regular basis. But this is your news media. This is the news media that continues to ask and and just asked over the weekend President Trump to calm down. Some rough English, but it's in her words. It's an email that they put in there that essentially um, explains, I guess, what her plan was. It says here that that she has discovered the central place and influence. He's talking about the person who was indicted, by the way. And they refer to in the criminal claim, political party one, meaning the Republicans, plays the gun rights organization here as NRA. The NRA is the largest sponsor of the elections in Congress, as well as sponsor of the CPEC conference and other events. Again, a little bit of broken English there right. from her. But this was all part of this plan. It was an email she sent, apparently, to Paul Erickson. Right. This was a whole infiltration plan. Um, exactly. And that was a very savvy insight. The way the goal here was to change the Republican Party's attitude towards Russia. Traditionally hostile, they wanted right, to. Right, there was sort of the John friendly. McCain right. view of right. Russia is what they assumed exactly. all Republicans were. And the yeah. way to do it was through the NRA. Who has more influence with Republican members of Congress, especially, right. than the NRA? They st- I mean, do you buy any of that at all? That somehow the NRA was going to be somehow, some way, an influence of, uh, on Russia. And listen, believe me, for a while there, the Romney plan, Romney talked about Russia being a problem, Russia being this, Russia being that. And I remember that President Obama at the time, when they were running against each other in 2012, was saying the 1980s need your foreign policy back. Russia's not a problem. Russia's not a problem. But the people who were most complaining about Russia being a problem, at least now, happened to be the Democrats, happened to be the people on the left. It's not the people on the right. And it, it wasn't anybody, for that matter, in the Republican slate of candidates who were complaining about Russia or talking about Russia. In fact, President Trump was being roundly attacked for being kind of hands-offy and, and, and more Putin-like and everything else. None of this makes any sense. This is all just such garbage. And this is your news media that asked President Trump to please calm down. 
through the NRA. Who has more influence with Republican members of Congress especially than the NRA? They spend more money. They're the most uh, uh, powerful uh, special interest group. You've been doing investigations a long time, a couple of decades now. Let's raise up to 30,000 feet. You know, we keep, we'll focus sometimes on the Russia-Trump angle. We focus on the NRA. This this larger investigation is going to be known as what? It looks to me like a, a Russian infiltration campaign on all levels of the conservative movement in this country. Is that what happened? That's that's what what exactly what seems to be happening. I mean, th- this is this is complete crap. And how many of you are just tired of hearing about the Russia, Russia, Russia thing? In fact, it's so convoluted that. I can't even get past – I'm not even quite sure – okay, so what is it again that the Russians are doing and why they're doing it and what they want and what's the payoff? And none of this makes any sense. And believe me, what the Russians are doing or what, whatever this woman was, was nabbed for doing before, they've been doing this for God knows how long. I'll never forget going to Washington, D.C. in the wake of – the 9-11 attacks, and I was doing stories on people who were spies, uh, you know, kind of the, the underground, uh, the uh, – I dovetailed into something that was, a, that, was a, that was a larger discussion about the intelligence community and that kind of thing, and I did a little feature story uh, about the Russian embassy and the craziness surrounding the – what was then the Soviet Union, that embassy. And there was a time when the intelligence community found and discovered a tunnel being dug by the Russians in D.C. from their embassy to ours. They were digging a tunnel. We caught them digging a friggin' tunnel in D.C. This was during the Cold War. This was not very long ago. You know, well, obviously, forty years ago, fifty years ago, but still, it was it was it was them digging. They've always been up to this stuff. They've always been nefarious. They've always been players. That's how they've gotten along. I mean, Putin himself is a KGB agent, former KGB agent. But again, exactly what what are these guys doing to this country or to our politics, and and to what degree? I mean, other than other than putting up a bunch of, you know, stealing computers or putting up a bunch of Facebook ads or whatever else, what what exactly are they doing? I think I think they said there was some claim that the Russians were fomenting division among Americans, and I'm thinking to myself, why do we need the Russians for that? We've had divisions for God knows how long. We've always been fighting, and if anybody is divisive. It's Nancy Pelosi and Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton and the rest of the people out there, the rest of the Democrats who continually say that we must agree with them or we're being divisive. So you know what? Let me tell you something. The newspapers, the the Wall Street Journal or the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal of Lakes, I think it's lost its mind. Because for a time there, it's it, it 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 was fairly even handed, but I think it's just an arm. It's an arm of Fox News, and Fox News I think is losing its mojo anyway, especially during the daytime. But I mean, the newspapers themselves foment division in this country. 
So I'm not quite sure why we have to worry about the Russians being the main purveyor of that. So we're going to follow up on that. And we're going to uh, welcome you to the Discovery Design Studios here at Gaslight. Appreciate you guys very much. Happy Monday to all of you. And we'll get back into it. We've got the lone dissenting vote on the executive committee that decided to go ahead and support Josh Hawley over any other candidate. He said, no, I don't want this to happen. He's going to be in studio in just about a half hour. Ben Murphy is bringing him in. And I appreciate America First Missouri for all the hard work and due diligence they've been doing. We had Sonny Wilson in here last week to tell us exactly what's been going on. But you talk about a Missouri form of deep state. We got it here, right here in the Discovery Design Studios, Radio Free Almond. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, our national anthem.
right, welcome back. Yes, indeed, it's Radio Free Almond live from the Discovery Design Studios, discoverdesigninc.com. Oh, by the way, we are, you guys on Facebook are noticing that we're kind of muting the music a little bit because, and it's kind of quiet and oddly quiet for a lot of you because it, we're getting kicked off and once we get the license and everything else, get all that taken care of, uh, perhaps that won't be happening, but we've been kicked off of Facebook a lot and so trying to somehow find a way to keep that from happening. So what we've done is we've kind of like uh, turned turned the music off. It depends on kind of what what they are, what band it is. I think Van is coveted. I think there's a possibility that we could get kicked off by playing Van Morrison. I'm thinking that maybe Wavelength is such a kind of off-the-grid B-side that maybe they wouldn't go near us. You know, I forgot to bring out the Santino Cigars and Cocktails sign, Matt. Kind of a bustling, hustling Monday morning here. Santino Cigars and Cocktails right there on Vogel Road. I'm going to be down there this week. I'm trying to, not now that Eric Naputi's back in town, I'm going to drag his butt down there. I don't really have to drag him down to Santino Cigars and Cocktails, though. He'll gladly come out. Vogel Road, right there in uh, beautiful Arnold. It's really easy to get to, and it's a fun place. A lot of you went down there on Friday thinking that maybe I was going to be there. I thought maybe I was, too, but things just kind of got out of hand. And a lot of you went down there. Ben McGuire was down there, texted me from there, and told me he met a lot of nice people. That's, that's kind of the vibe there at Santino Cigars and Cocktails. Thank you, Matt. Here, tell you what. Let's take that little phone off here. Let's go ahead and get the heat phone out of here for a little while. Beautiful sign. We figured out a way. Didn't we figure out some kind of way we're going to? Uh, I would just lean it up against the wall. Oh, you, is it going to be okay? That's stable. It doesn't feel stable. It doesn't look stable either. The last thing I want to have happen is Mike Marino watching his. Signs shatter, <laughs> dude. Dude, watch out! What is wrong with that thing? Why is that uh, speaker on? Why is it on like one leg? Who's on? It doesn't look any different than it looked before, but I'm good at rigging. I've, I've rigged a lot of things in my time, and that's kind of a great idea. How does it look? Santino's perfect music. Thank you, Van, for that. Kind of sounds like a little bit of a cigars and cocktails loungy kind of feel, right? Mike Marino and Shannon, they have your bottle. Go down there. I'm going to have my Monkey 47 down there. Or maybe my Yippie Kaye. Brought to me by High West. Or a cigar. 
I got in trouble. I had to do a like a life insurance thing. Apparently, like if there's any trace of nicotine or something in your blood, I don't know. Mr. Cigars are gonna what the hell, people? Just a little bit of a puff of a cigar? What could be wrong with that? These life insurance people, they're so picky, so demanding. Well, okay, while I'm at it, why don't I talk about another sponsor? I, I gotta tell you, we're really I want you guys, if you can, to uh Support like heck the people who are supporting Radio Free Almond. Because Santino Cigars, Naputi Wellness, Discovery Design, Mattress King is another example of that. It's how we support free conservative radio. Chris over there at Mattress King, he's ready to take your phone call for your awesome age-old symbol mattress, which is a legendary, legendary name since the 60s. Symbol's been around. And they have uh, 1961, actually. About the time Frank Sinatra recorded Live at the Sands. That's how long ago it was. He was turning 50. So, Symbol is basically, and Mattress King are kind of like the Aldi grocery store where they're, you might think, oh, no, that's kind of down market. I don't know. What's up with that? Aldi has some of the best produce you're going to find anywhere in St. Louis. It's kind of, that's kind of a great example of that, but Symbol is one of the premier mattresses that you're going to find anywhere. They're located at uh, 3004 South St. Peter's Parkway. Sweet Q. Ah, the sweet cue. And I especially want you to find them on Facebook. Just uh, one Mattress King on Facebook. Just do that. Like the page for me if you don't mind. Give Chris and his team a, a big round of applause for supporting Radio Free All. And they only do it by appointment. So on Saturdays, they'll let you in there and you can just wander around. But they do it by appointment, A, because... They don't need a bunch of employees sitting around waiting for you to pop in. Most of these mattresses are desert, desert places. Just, you know, they, one person brings you in there, and you're suddenly you'd think they invented the polio vaccine the way they talk about their mattresses. Here, push this button. It's amazing. No, what you need is a good night's sleep, a comfortable one. And Mattress King has the least expensive mattresses you're going to find anywhere in St. Louis by appointment. No overhead. That's how it all works, and you can get in very, very easily by giving them a shout. Check it out on the Mattress King Facebook page, and then you're in, and you can go ahead and uh, get rolling with them. Listen, uh, Ben, if, if your guy's in here already, I don't want to keep you guys waiting. I want to get to the bottom of what's going on here with this executive committee. And if you guys want to pop in, I'm more than happy to have you come on in now because this is an important this is an important deal for all of you. Mark Anthony Jones was one of the lone members of the executive committee who said, "You know what? I'm not going to why don't you go ahead and put your headphones on there, Mark, and uh, we'll yes, get you set up here, my friend." And the executive committee, as you all know, decided that they were going to 
basically without any input from voters, and I realize the executive committee essentially is voted in, essentially. It's, 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 all, it's elected, I guess, essentially, right, Mark? Well, the committee, the, the state committee is elected, but the executive, the executive committee actually is appointed. Okay, so this is, this is a situation where you guys, when you're appointed, though, uh, you really do see yourselves, though, as representatives of the general conservative Republican public out there, correct? Sure. I, I'm elected by the seven senatorial district members of the, the committee who are in the seven senatorial district. So they've voted me and uh, Sally Miller to be their voice on right. the state committee. Yeah, well, so absolutely. I appreciate you coming all the way down here because I know this has been an important thing for you. You guys, and Sonny Wilson was in here last week, and you guys really are in my opinion, very brave uh, in counteracting what you're seeing out there. Now, uh, I'm not uh, – you haven't come out and endorsed another candidate, correct? No, 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 no. Okay. I, that, my job as chairman is to remain fair across the board to all the candidates. Right. I mean, so that's – And when I stop doing that, I'm, stop, I'm not, no longer doing my job. Right. So that's – At least that's how I take it. Exactly. Well, <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, it's almost yeah. like that's, that's unusual – per se, but it's really not. I mean, this is exactly how you see it. That, well, what's sad is that it is unusual to have a chairman who wants to be fair across the board with all the candidates. And how, how is that unusual? Yeah. <laughs> it should not be. It should be run of the mill. Right. So, absolutely. And so, ultimately, then, how did this whole thing go down? What happened here? Because a lot of us were blindsided by the whole thing. This, this seemingly, uh, we feel like it happened Behind the scenes, we feel like it happened under the radar. What happened? Well, I, I, I mean, I feel like it was, you know, it 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 did come out of nowhere. Uh, frankly, I wasn't as long as I've been in politics ten, eleven years. I should have seen it coming, but I really didn't see it coming. Um, we were told to be on a conference call. That's not unusual that we have occasional conference calls with the with a vote for something that they need, and that's that's fine. Um, but this vote was um, called, and they didn't even tell us the purpose of the vote until we got on the call. And it was basically for the purpose of suspending Rule 11. So it was, who, a, it was as if it was a done deal. And, of course, they did spend a little bit of time talking us through the numbers on the polls and the numbers on the fundraising to basically – you know, it was their opinion that there was no other candidate could, who could possibly win. So we should be all in for Josh Hawley. So who made this call? Like who you, – you know, the conference call. Who would make the conference call? Well, the conference call was set up by the executive director, who's Ray Bozarth. He's new in the position, um, although he's been around a very, very long time. So everyone knows who he is. Yeah. He used to work for one of the senatorial campaigns. So – and it looked really very organized, honestly, by the executive director – um, the chairman, of course, spoke in favor of the motion as well as the executive director and a couple of other people. I was the only one to speak against it, and my opposition was just basically uh, we haven't had the primary yet. We can't be all in for a candidate. Until the people speak, we don't have a candidate. So you can uh, – I mean even if you suspend Rule 11, you, you still have to operate an open primary here until we've actually voted. So – has this ever happened before? Well, there's precedent, yes. In 2004, I believe Jim Talent was the incumbent. Uh, that's a little different when he's actually the incumbent. And then in 2012 or 2010 was Roy Blunt's 
election as a senator. He was coming from being a, a U.S. congressman in the 7th District. Uh, so that – you know, he wasn't actually previously the incumbent even though he was coming yeah, from yeah. U.S. Congress. So, so, I mean, those are the two things that they point to as precedent. Well, but, but – but, okay – and I and I'm like you. I'm thinking, okay, I, I get it about the incumbent. And and with Roy Blunt, he had no. This is a far different election. We have we have a fairly formidable slate of Republican candidates now. This isn't just some absolutely one guy who's really well known, and everybody else is not well known. The only reason some of them right. aren't well known is because they haven't gotten the any attention from anybody, but sure. this is a far different situation than a Roy Blunt situation. Absolutely. And we have four incredible, I mean, I know there's other candidates, don't get me wrong, but four that I that have really been active with the party, at least from the Jackson County point of view. They've come in and out of here many, many times, very active with the active Republicans and showing up at events, and Josh Hawley just hasn't. So those four people obviously are getting a ton of attention in Jackson County, and they have uh, probably, I don't know if it's equal numbers by any means, but but four incredibly hardworking candidates. I cannot make a vote that cuts them off when I haven't seen the person that I'm supposed to be running out the door for. Yeah, so who are the four? Is it uh, Tony Minetti? Tony Minetti, Christy Nichols, Cortland Sykes, and uh, Austin Peterson. Right, exactly. Absolutely. And, yeah, and, and, and that's what's so crazy to me that, that I know they've been active there in, in that area. And, and so uh, to me, I mean, I even was all, I was in Kansas City not too long ago with, with Tony there when mm-hmm. Sarah Palin came sure. in. So I mean, it was, it's kind of like, you know, these guys have really been working hard. It's almost, Absolutely. it seems incredible to me. And I, I know early on Josh Hawley was not appearing at any of these Lincoln Day events, wasn't even showing up at, at most of them. He sent a, uh, he sent a surrogate, surrogate to our Lincoln Days. Um, we had our ice cream social on July the 15th. They planned to be there. I didn't get any notice that they weren't coming, but they never showed. There was not even a surrogate there to speak on his behalf at our yeah. ice cream social. Yet the other four people were obviously, you know, Represented, right. and so here you are, uh, Mark Anthony Jones. Here you are uh, on the executive committee. Here you are, very active in local politics, and here you are, basically m- paving the way for any candidate who desires to be active. Sure. And then here you are being asked, or I should say, ordered to support somebody mm-hmm. when you haven't seen the guy. You know what's really odd about this meeting is that we had just had the state committee meeting, uh, I believe a couple weeks prior. And we had one hour prior to that state committee meeting, we had an executive committee meeting. And we sat in the same room with each other, not on a conference call. Why was this not brought up then? Because there was too much angst about Holly in the room at that moment. Right. That wouldn't have been a good idea to bring it up at that point. Yeah. But I feel like it was probably on the agenda for that day, and uh, they just didn't uh, – decided not to go for it. And it's they waited like, until a conference call, yeah. It's kind of like texting somebody instead of calling them. Yes. You know, or, yeah. or, or seeing them or doing sure. whatever. It's kind of like the conference call is, has a certain level of anonymity to it, or at least just you don't have to look at each other. You're not Yeah, it's um, it's a very strange place to actually – 
open the floor for discussion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because yeah. You don't get much discussion. Although I did, I mean, I felt like I spoke against uh, the motion, but it wasn't very forceful, to be honest with you. And then, of course, the next person speaking after is, has punched in for their question or their comment, and it's unrelated to yours. Right, so this is right. not a discussion place. Okay, so when I go back to the, the – I, I want to clarify something about precedent. So when this was done for Roy Blunt and for the incumbent at that time, Jim Talent, and Roy Blunt obviously was – I, I don't even remember anybody who was running against him in the primary. So that's that, that's right. But was was it uh, suspension of Rule Eleven, or was it was it when the executive committee making decision to support them? Actually, I wasn't on the executive okay. committee at that time, so I don't know how that was handled. But uh, they made it a point to say, not I don't think they made this in the meeting, but I heard it immediately after that they didn't really even need to come to the executive committee. It was more of um, window dressing. The deal was already done. Right. Okay. So when you when you guys went ahead and did this, then you were a dissenting vote, and we're with Mark Anthony Jones, who was the chairman of the committee, correct? Chairman of Jackson County Party. Jackson yes. County Party. Yeah. And 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 you're on the executive committee, and this is these are the people who decided to go ahead and throw their main weight behind Josh Hawley. It's driven a lot of people nuts. I think even if you're a Josh Hawley supporter. You've got to worry about just this this process to begin with. Of it. Yeah, because I mean, because ultimately down the line it could happen again, and sure. this time it's not going to be your guy; it's going to be somebody else. So sure. I think everybody who's concerned about process mm-hmm. and about how we're all operating here needs to be concerned about how this thing went. Right. The, the, I mean, the rule is there for a reason. I mean, it, it's there to protect the grassroots, and you do not, in my opinion, roll over the grassroots, you know, and 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 just come in with a wrecking ball. Um, that's not how this works. the The vote of the people is incredibly important. Yeah, when we had Sonny Wilson on last week, I, I and I need to kind of do this as a housekeeping measure. Can you explain? Because a lot of people are going, "What is Rule Eleven? What is it?" Rule Eleven is the rule from the RNC that says uh, that they will not spend money in a state until the primary. So until August seventh, there should be no money spent on a nominee. Uh, you can't make one up. You can't call one out. You can't decide. Oh, the polls show this one's going to win, and and he has more money. Therefore, he's our he's our guy. So, what did people say when they were on the conference call? What what were they talking about? Like, what were some of the words? That well, were the talking out points were that Josh is in the mid forties in the polling. Everyone else is in single digits, which I find to be odd because I don't think that's the case. I believe there are three of them in single digits, but Austin Peterson is in the mid-teens, and that was failed to be mentioned in that phone call. Uh, and that is the polling The polling they're citing um, shows Austin Peterson in the mid-teens. Still 30 points between them, yes, or, or something to that effect. That is still a lot. That's beside the point. You know, they went into the fundraising and, and how much Josh has raised so much money, more money than anybody else. And all those things are very important. But the fundraising and the polling does not make a vote. That's the thing about polls. And we already knew. And, and, and it'd be different if polls were correct all the time. Oh, yeah. And, and we know even from 2016 sure. that polls are not even worth their weight in anything. Although That's, sometimes they can be, but yeah. they're really not – 
But you're making a decision on the polls in this case yeah. to be all in for a nominee when that is not – that should not be the case. Yes, it's 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 quintessentially the tail wagging the dog yes. here because, yes. because the polls themselves right. – and of course the reason why they're, they're – maybe Josh is, is polling – better than anybody else is because nobody else is getting attention and nobody else is getting attention because everybody's already declared Josh the incumbent mm-hmm. and, and you know he just goes on and on these these self-fulfilling prophecies sure and you've essentially disenfranchised the other candidates yeah so the last 5 weeks of the campaign right so you're the lone dissenting vote how many votes were there there were 13 of us on the call uh, the lone dissenting vote, although there was another gentleman who abstained. So technically there were 11 votes for and one abstention and, and one vote against. Right. Why did the person abstain? I, I never liked that. Well, I think, you know, thing. and he had actually sent a message to me through uh, Ben Murphy and his his logic was that he didn't want to make a decision with only 15 to 20 minutes or whatever it was oh, right. okay. of information. That makes sense. And, and, and absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you know, but I I knew that I was a no vote. I, 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 let's just be decisive here. Right. You know. And did you get any pushback from anybody on that? Or No. The only thing I got uh, really was when um, – I reached out to one of my friends who was also a yes vote on there and said, I don't understand. Well, we need to meet for coffee. Okay. Which uh, I was in Colorado during that week, so I didn't meet her for coffee. I still haven't met her for coffee, but I will. And I will be asking, where were you? Why would you not stand with the grassroots? Right, right. I mean, you guys, I'm telling you, it was, it's been – it's crazy. I, I think it takes a, a level of – a large level of courage to – to do this and also to expose it, to, to come on the show and talk about it and be open about it. Because I tell you the truth, there are a lot of people out there who listen to the show, uh, Mark, who, who didn't even know there was an executive committee. A lot of us, sure. are, are, even though I've been around for a long time, I still sure. didn't, I don't know how everything works. And we're seeing yeah. a really... In all you, the people, the, these are good people. All oh, right? absolutely. You guys are all good, you know, and, and this isn't some weird, you know... Uh, under the radar thing, you know, but a lot it, of us are aware now that it's going on. It feels strange to call it the deep state of Missouri, yeah, yeah, <laughs> because these are my friends and I love them. Uh, but I disagree in the fundamental direction uh, of how the process works. Right? I mean, you have a process in place and rules there for a reason, uh, and to disenfranchise people who are working very, very hard because you're scared. And literally, this was – they were scared they were not going to win. Okay. Then choose a better candidate. Right. Oh, well, we wish we had the primary well ahead. Well, but we don't. <laughs> right. I mean, you can go through all the scenarios of what we wish we had. Right. Uh, but our primary is late, and we have to deal with it. It is what it is. These are the rules, and we can't just every single time we – think it's convenient for us, sacrifice that rule because it's not important right now because we have to win. Is it – how – like what is a normal primary date? We're well, late. I would say there are primaries well ahead of us. I mean we would like to have our primary in June. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But our state representatives cannot be campaigning while they're in session. Right. So That's the session true. has to end, and then you have to allow a decent amount of time for the primary for yeah. those for those incumbents who actually are in the state 
in the state legislature. Right. And, and I actually think to, to a certain degree, and I have, to, I have to be honest with you, having little kids, that August is a, now is a, actually a good time instead of June mm-hmm. because a lot of people, the minute school's out, they're off on vacation, they're doing this, mm-hmm. they're doing that. And right now, uh, if you have little kids, nobody's moving. Because yeah. you're, you know, because school's starting in two weeks. That's right. And you're not going anywhere, or maybe you might be, but you're, you're trying not to. But everybody's kind of now in. Ready to we're, go to school. Last, last night, the, the kids were all getting their school supply list together. So yes. it's not really that bad of a date to have a primary. Sure. It does slog on for a long time, and especially in a situation like this where we have so many really good candidates, it does seem to, to linger. Mm-hmm. Sure. Do, do you think that... That and I know as, as chairman of the Jackson County Republicans, correct? That's, mm-hmm. that's your title. Uh, is there a certain level of people on the committee? And I'm not trying to impugn their their I don't know, integrity here, but do do some people think that they kind of feel like they have to go along with? The, the big higher echelon Republicans, that kind of thing? Like, well, there's like, a I mean, price if you don't. Right. Um, you know, I mean, I don't feel a lot of blowback. Um, but what I do feel, I mean, my blowback comes from, I just didn't invite, I mean, the president was in Kansas City last week. And did yeah. I get an invitation to the fundraiser? No. Did I get an invitation to the tarmac? No. Did I get an invitation to anything? No. Really? So there's my answer. That's how... I was shut out. As and the chairman of the Jackson yes, County Republican Party? Yes. Well, that's that's what they can hold over you is any access to or what, you know, I mean, and you know what? I don't care. Yeah. I will get my chance at some point. Part of the reason for me going on any media interview after this happened was to make sure people understood that this is not a vote against President Trump's choice. Right. This wasn't President Trump's choice. If you watch every single one of his interactions in the state, he's handed a list. He's told exactly these are the – I mean he doesn't know the intricate workings of 50 states and seven territories. No. So he has to rely on people to give him information. My point is the people that are giving him information in the state of Missouri are not – the people. Yeah. This is the leadership of the Republican Party that doesn't even agree with the grassroots, the people. Right. And I'm representing the people. And, they and start- I thought all of the state committee represented the people, not the leadership. But we saw in that vote, it was a ton of pressure to go along, to get along, and let's just get this done. This is the dirty work of the party. Right. So it has to be done. Let's get this over with. And, and I just can't make that vote in favor. Wow. Mark Anthony Jones, he is one of the dissenting votes or the dissenting vote on the executive committee that decided they were going to back, the Republican Party was going to back Josh Hawley well before the primary was even over. And it's interesting, though, because this was a long time ago when President Trump, a lot of us, we were in the audience when President Trump was in St. Louis here. Mm And Cortland Sykes was there, and Tony Minetti was there, sure. and Austin Peterson was there. I'm not sure whether Christie was there or not. I, I, I didn't. I believe she was. Was she there too yeah. in St. Louis? And so we're all sitting there, and President Trump announces that Hawley is the next U.S. senator. We're, we're all flabbergasted. Oh, I watched it. I watched it. I was in shock. I mean, here we are ahead of the ahead of the primary. You know, our primary standard bearer is 
mentioning a particular name. And I just, you know, I, I don't think that's President Trump's style. And so I'm out here trying to defend the president. The president does not know what's going on on the ground in Missouri. He's given the talking points from his uh, people on the ground, right. which are the state party leadership, the chairman and executive director. Those are the people running things. Yeah, we knew uh, – all of us knew that right sure. off the bat. We knew that it wasn't I – mean, that's it, right. It was, it was so uncharacteristic, first of all. And, and, but you know, President Trump, as much as people give him uh, crap for not cooperating with people, which is the biggest lie we've, I've oh, heard in a long time. He's ever. incredibly cooperative. <laughs> Absolutely. And so he's going to do what he thinks is best for the people he trusts. Sure. And that's, that's how it all works. But we knew. We were sitting there. We, were, we knew there was something up here. Well, this is not Trump's style to go against the people. No. I mean, this is totally the antithesis of what he does. So this is why I don't want the people blaming him for this choice. No, no. This is the party's choice. He's going along with it. I disagree with it. I don't believe we've had the people have spoken yet. And until they do, we don't have a nominee to spend money on. Right. And and I I think that in the end, you know, most of the people that that listen to the show and who support the show and are unfaithful, whatever, they none of them hang this on President Trump at all. Good. So Good. Uh, that that's already in the clear. Were you a Trump supporter? I came out uh, to begin to help the Trump campaign in January of 2016. Uh, honestly, as soon as Rand Paul was off the stage, Trump was my candidate. Yeah, that's a that, that's a mirror because image. the other. Fifteen people were the same as the Bush, Clinton, Obama cabal. Yes. Yeah, you, you and I are kind of mirror images there because I was a big Rand Paul fan. And then when he kind of went away and then I, I saw when I saw – actually, when I saw President Trump announce – uh, his candidacy, and I oh, watched. I was extremely interested at that point too, but yeah. I wasn't in quite yet. No, I know, yeah. But I mean, I, I watched every second of that sure. thing, and I didn't let anybody launder it. I didn't let any of the news media tell me what it was about. I watched the whole thing on C-SPAN. Yes, and I was like, these this guys. Be it. The, yeah, I, I, I said these Bush, Bush and these guys have have some work to do because this this guy is really swinging for the well. Fences he's here. clearly begun delineating new party lines as far as i'm concerned uh there's a realignment of the parties in the works it's a good thing yes it's realigned along the lines of globalism versus nationalism and taking care of us instead of everybody else around the world that's where he started it's going to morph into you know taking care of some of these people who've been living off of government for decades yes yeah, and, and I'll tell you, when it came time for uh, President Trump to go ahead and pull the trigger on this, I think most people were – it took a while for people to kind of get on board. I, I don't, I'm, I'm sure that you, uh, actually being in the Republican Party as, as entrenched as you have been and, and hardworking in there, I'm sure you got the blowback. Just as a conservative radio host, I had people basically calling me a heretic. So there was just because oh, you're sure. going to destroy the party. I go, well, listen, you, you can go the way of the Whigs or you can, you know, you can develop into something that re- truly represents people. When people so, said that I was here to destroy the party, I said, yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, right. Because it's not been working for the people. It's been working for people with money who run the party. And this has to get back to working for the people or we're wasting our time 
and just continuing this existence of the deep state that is killing us. Yeah. I, I, it was always, the worst thing I ever heard from people was always that it's bad for the party. It's like, well, good. Like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, why am I? Why is it my job to preserve the Republican Party? My job is to make it better because I want it to be because it's it's the best representative so far yes. of conservative values and, and small government and mm. freedom. And the so party I'm is there. the tool to keep. Government in check, yeah, to help us keep the government in check and to its constitutional bounds. And if the party fails to do that, then it needs reform to get back to its purpose of helping protect the people. Now, to your knowledge, the other people on the executive committee, where were they when it came to President Trump and the primaries and beyond? Um, you know, there are a good number of, of people that are very, very pro-Trump. Um, I would say probably the majority of them are extremely pro-Trump and were were very interested in his candidacy early on. I don't know if they were all in early on because we don't necessarily talk candidates very much. In fact, we don't talk. Sometimes we don't even discuss the candidates' <laughs> names. Right. Um, I was shocked. I was the only vote. Um, I think. There were or at least three or four others that would have liked to have made the vote with me, but just felt too much under pressure right? and didn't want to probably deal with the blowback because you know there's going to be something um, for, yeah. for or cutting you out of access. Yeah, and, and, and the sad thing, I think, uh, for Josh Hawley is that now it's – regardless of what kind of candidate he is and regardless of his merits, he's been so polluted by yes. all these – puppet masters out there that, you know, I, I don't, unfortunately, you don't even know whether he's a good candidate or not, because first of all, he hasn't it's been right. out there. He's been, he's been misguided. He's been sure he's gotten bad advice mm-hmm. and he's got some people like John Danforth supporting him who, uh, you know, I hate to be petty about it, but man, any, anything John Danforth touches, I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm, I go away, but well, that's, that's I mean, I have several issues with Josh's candidacy. Early on, when I heard he was running, I made several calls to the AG's office. Please don't. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're going to be the ladder-climbing politician you came out against in your primary. Right, right. Uh, which, of course, he has become. Uh, but my issues with him were, were uh, you know, largely his support for the PDMP, which I believe is a Fourth Amendment violation, the prescription drug database. Um, I don't want the government in my medicine cabinet. I don't think they need to be in my bedroom or in my home or in my property anywhere, but certainly don't want to be in my medicine cabinet. Um, and he folded on that. So his liberty streak that he supposedly had didn't run very deep, in my opinion. So that was my first thing. Um, but there were several others, and, and Jack Danforth was, of course, a huge thing because he is an avowed never-Trumper. Well, does that extend to Josh? We're not getting a straight answer. We, aren't, we haven't gotten a straight answer. Does that extend to Josh? When someone goes out of their way to recruit you, who's such a never-Trumper, I have to think that extends to Josh. I don't know how deep that goes. Is he a solid vote for America First policy? I don't know. And that's yeah. – my vote goes elsewhere when I don't know. Well, I'll tell you, when St. Jack came out with his – Little editorial that in the was, Washington Post, in the, or in Washington Post. Yes. I mean that that was more than 
never Trumpism. That was Trump hatred. Yes. And it was and, – and I never got a straight answer from Josh Hawley on the matter either. He Every time I asked him about it, you know, I was, I was trying to be fair because I'm like, I'm not – just because somebody likes you doesn't mean that you have to – Oh, no. But he, he still he, – But he's all in with lots of money for Josh Hawley. Yeah. And he's pulling in the never-Trumper money. Yes. And I – can't go there. Why yeah. would I support that? I'm supporting this president. Right. I mean, Josh was Fully. like, well, I'm my own man and blah, blah, blah. But he of never course. said, I, but I said, what did you think? No, I'm just my own man and I'm my own guy and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay. And, and by the way, the first time that President Trump mentioned Josh Hawley, Josh turned, said it was an endorsement and I was interviewing him. I said, did he really endorse you? He goes, well, he didn't really. This was in Springfield, yeah. Uh, and and he and and so he really actually he kind of made it up that Trump was endorsing him at that time. But then sooner or later, then then sure. President Trump came out harder on it. Uh, so, but yeah, I mean, I I'm sorry, but Dan Danforth was he was aggressively if if he had his way aggressively never Trump. Yeah, and Hillary Clinton would be in in power. And yes, you know, it's funny because a lot of us the the people that had probably the most contention with each other within the party were the Cruz people and the Trump people. Mm-hmm. And I love Ted Cruz just sure. as a person. You know, I gave him all the airtime he could use. I, I interviewed him in his, when he was here at the Hilton. And I, I used a half-hour TV time for him. So I, 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 I liked him. I respected him. I certainly respected his supporters. Sure. Uh, and, and now we've kind of, you know, made peace on yes. all that. It was a pretty contentious it was. run there for a sure. while. But we've all kind of made peace with each other, and, right. and we're on board, and, and we're seeing the results. And yes, you know, the worst thing you can do is tell the Cruz people, like, "I told you so," because they're on, you know, they're they're with everybody. And Cruz they're has been extremely a, happy with the Supreme Court selection as well. Right, so right. We're all on board with this, right? Now, and so, Ted yeah. Cruz has been one of President Trump's biggest supporters yes. because he's a he's yes. a real man, and he's he's out there and he's working hard, and he's everything we thought Ted Cruz was going to be. That's right. Ultimately, uh, but but. That, so, so some of these folks, though, on the committee, though, seemingly there, there were some never-Trumper people on the committee, correct? Sure. Or are some? Yeah, I would say that's minimal, though, okay. on the state committee. All right. I would. Um, there's people hang on kind of around the committee, yeah. so to speak. But, yeah. but actual committee members, I don't think we have – any never Trumpers? Well, yeah. I mean, there. I mean, it's a possibility, but you it's know, minimal. And, and we remember, we remember this whole thing—the idea that, well, who can, who can win? Who can win? And we remember people telling us that President Trump can't win. Right. We remember so right. all those standards that we were told needed to be kept were it never turned out. You know, who's polling here and who can win? Who's best suited? It it never turned out to be. They never turned out to be right. Right. About what they were talking and about. And part of that, I think, comes from the vitriol that this campaign became. People decided to keep their opinions to themselves and just vote. Right. And right. the polls could never tell. I mean, I don't get polled. You probably don't get polled. No. no. So they're not talking to us. Who are they talking to? I don't know who they're talking to. I never really find out who they're talking to. So I don't necessarily trust the polls. Um, especially after 2016 when none of it turned out to be right. correct. Right. And, so, and, and the thing that all about this is, is uh, and we're talking to Mark Anthony Jones. He's the dissenting vote on the executive committee that voted to go ahead, suspend Rule 11 and support Josh Hawley. Uh, you know, the thing is there's so many hardworking people in the grassroots and so many people who worked so hard 
to get President Trump elected. Mm-hmm. And actually, these are people who were around for McCain. They sure. were around for Mitt Romney. Yeah. They all played the game. They were yep. around for the. They were around for the nominee. They worked hard for the nominee. Yes. Uh, they were members of the Tea Party movement. Right. They stuck their neck out. They did all kinds of hardworking things. And so that's why, first of all, why I was so offended when some of them became Trump supporters and they were told they were somehow, you know, traitors. And it was like, you're calling Annette Reed or Ben Mar- <laughs> a traitor for crying? Or Ben Murphy? Rick Perry? The, you're calling Rick Perry? Are you out there, Rick? Yeah. How did you survive Ben Murphy and Rick Perry? You, the three caballeros. <laughs> I'd like to see you guys out on the town, but yeah. no. But you're 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 calling these people traitors, and it, it really, I mean, it, it got me emotional because yes. I had known them for so long, and I was offended so much by the people who said that. And now, then, after all this, and then we have a variety of people supporting a variety of candidates. Mm-hmm. In, in, in fact, in in our the Radio Free Almond crowd. You could take ten people and get four different, five different candidates out of all of them. Right. And, but but these are people who are concerned, are there, have been there through thick and thin, and who have every right to be able to choose who their their person is without somebody else deciding who it's going to be. Because that's that's yes. that's the worst offense to the people right. in the Republican Party right now. You know, I guess my biggest, uh, you know, what. What culpability is it on the party morally and maybe legally as well, but morally there's some culpability here for the party for disenfranchising these four campaigns. And I don't know where that's going to go, but I think that really is – I think that is going to be an issue in this campaign. There's some culpability – for cutting these campaigns off at the knees five weeks ahead of the primary. Yeah. What will the legal ramifications be of that? Was that discussed at all in the conference call? Absolutely not. No, this was, it was only discussed as this is something we have to do. We don't want Claire McCaskill to beat us. Right. And if we don't get in now, she's going to beat us. Fear, yeah. fear, fear. Right. Okay. Well, and, and again, it's a, it, it, you can talk all the precedent you want regarding blunt or talent. This is a far different situation. I mean, I think I think the case can be made that you do have, as you pointed out, four, five formidable candidates yes. who are you know raising money, who are out there, and and so this is a far different situation than it was with an incumbent, or for that matter, when when Roy Blunt was running as a it former could be said that any one of these people alone would trounce Josh Hawley. Yes. But because you have four really amazing people, and I don't know if that's by design or not. I question whether that's by design, that you would put four people in a race. It's possible that a couple of them are, are people who were just told to run to help split the vote. I don't know that. I wouldn't know which one it would be because I like all of them and I'm friends with all of them. Yeah. But why four? Why, and, and you can't find one or two to fold in with anyone else. Right, right. No one. I mean, I get the fundamental difference between Manetti, Cortland, and Christy Nichols and why they won't necessarily fold in with Austin Peterson because, quote, he's not a real Republican. I keep hearing that. I encouraged him to come be a Republican. 
he is a Republican in philosophy on 90% of his things. Absolutely. So I want Austin Peterson in the Republican Party. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. he is a Republican to me. I'm happy for him to be in the party. I want to pull those – that kind of talent needs to come to our party. It doesn't need sitting in the Libertarian Party. I don't have a problem with the Libertarian Party. But it's not a main – one of the main two parties in the system that gets results. There is no one sitting in the Congress in the Libertarian Party. Right. I mean Austin so, Peterson's perfect for the, yes, the new Republican Party. That's right. I mean it, it, there was a, that totally was a no-brainer. Fits here. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I don't have to agree with him on everything to right. vote for him. Right. Exactly. I don't. I don't care for the fact that he doesn't believe we need a wall. Yeah. I believe strongly that we need a wall. But could I still vote for him? Yes. Because I'm that convinced that Hawley's not the candidate that right. we should be electing. Um, I could vote for Cortland Sykes in a heartbeat. Love him to death. I'm, I'm, philosophically, we're pretty much right dead yeah. on. Yeah. Um, I'm not far off of Tony Manetti. I mean, I love Kirstie Nichols to death. Yeah. I mean, she's in my county, and I totally support her candidacy. Anything she ever wants to do, I'll support. Right. Well, even you so, know, that's why, like, I'm looking at people, and, and I know you probably Peter Pfeiffer is mostly like a, a local, been here locally, but but I, I talk to each one of these guys, and I've been out to their events, and the idea that maybe one of them could be somehow a uh, stalking horse to me, I, I can't even, I can't imagine the kind of, the, as hard as yep. they are working, sure. it'd be impossible, I can't even imagine it, that, that somebody might just be in it just to kind of sway things or yeah. move things around artificially. So. No, all four of them are extremely dedicated and totally a thousand percent in the campaign. Yeah, and I haven't felt that from Josh at all. Yeah, I mean that that that's the that's the key. I, and and Josh, you know, doesn't do interviews uh, hardly, and he's and won't just debate. I mean, it just is. It's you know, America First Missouri did a huge service to this this area here. I think it's one of the reasons why. You know, for instance, people some of the people had their first view of Cortland Sykes at this mm-hmm. th- sure. this event, or or heard from you know uh, Tony Manetti to any length, or Austin Peterson, and were able to flesh out what he was doing. Or Christie was there too, sure. and it's like the idea that he wouldn't show up to something like that is an insult to the to the people obviously that even helped him get elected Attorney General. That's right. So that's what it that's yeah. what it feels like. You mentioned, and I'll let you go here. Uh, you mentioned the situation revolving around legal matters. So do you think, because Sonny Wilson mentioned this last week, that there will be some legal action taken. Uh, do you believe that the suspension of Rule 11 here was legal? Oh, it's totally legal. But is it moral and ethical? I, I, it's just wrong to me. Yeah. How, how you know, there, the damage done to these campaigns. Right. In cutting off their legs five weeks ahead of the primary, that's a liability. Yes. Uh, it's a legal liability. I don't know if it's a legal liability to the party, but it's certainly a legal liability individually to the people who voted. Yeah. And and that's what we may see coming down. Well, because there's been also some insinuation that there have been some people, and again, I don't know this, so I'm not gonna I'm not trying to just simply blanket accuse members of the committee or whatever, but there have been some people who thought that there might have been some undue influence on some of these committee members to do this. 
Do you feel that that might have been a possibility? I know you're friends with all these people, but... You know, I think they just put enough pressure on us right there in the moment on a conference call to get the majority of yes votes. And they're so good at this game in their strategy of how they pull it off. I mean, you just feel horrible if you go up against the machine. Um, I mean, this is basically a rubber stamp committee. Um, I have abstained from other votes on this committee because it's like, I, I don't want in this. Right. Um, but, you you know, it's it's not very marked to abstain on a voice call. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you don't yeah. necessarily get the credit for abstaining. Uh, you only really get credit for voting against, especially when, you know, you're alone. Um, yeah. And, and so I appreciate the credit for doing this, but I – but I didn't do it for the credit. I did it for because I don't want to ever say I came up against the grassroots. Yeah, I'm the candidate for the grassroots, and if I throw them under the bus on a vote like this, I'm not worth my salt. Yeah. Well, Mark Anthony Jones, I hope you run for something at some point. I know you're chairman of the Republican committee. I, I get that in Jackson County, but I I think that we're we'll see uh, about that. Yeah, you know, I'm weighing my options. Yes. That's how, yeah, it's a great name too, Mark Anthony Jones. What more can you ask for there? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, thanks for thanks for coming in. It's re- really been illuminating. I, I, appreciate I appreciate it very much. Uh, ben and Rick, come in here, guys. Will you please for a second? You guys come in here for a second. You guys, I'll tell you. Is Rick going to stay in there? You better not. <sighs> Look at you. Oh, on this how you doing? Oh, oh, look at the, the market. He, Good. He, I'm sitting here drinking my coffee. <laughs> I, thought he, I thought Matt brought it in. Oh, no. Sorry. I'm sitting it's here right. drinking my coffee. I've had, I've had Mark as a prisoner for the last uh, 30 minutes. I'm sitting here drinking my coffee. I'm thinking, and he's kind of looking at it. No, I wasn't. I was thinking, thinking about I'm, it. I'm, I'm thinking that maybe I feel bad about that. I should have asked ahead of time whether or not uh, you needed something to drink there, my friend. No, you're fine. Well, because I think I pulled him in. Were you? Yeah, they you went to, they, well, we well, they went to get uh, coffee. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, I, see, right. I didn't want to waste your time because, uh, you know, I, you guys were here early. And so right. I didn't want to waste your time. So I, I dragged Mark Anthony in. But you guys were out getting coffee the whole time. Exactly. <laughs> hey, thanks so much for getting Mark on this morning. This is fantastic. Yes. Uh, you know, listen to the interview compared to what we had going from America First last night. This is the interview. And th- this is this should be played over and over across the state, Jamie. And I know Annette's working hard this morning, yeah. trying to get a couple more uh, bookings for Mark. Uh, I don't know what the status of that is, but uh, I think we're looking at the new leader of the Republican Party. <sighs> yeah, you know, oh, I'm just, I'm yeah, just going to well. throw it out there. And I know, you know, he's. I'm not the first person that has said that to him. It, it takes. I'm some, fine it, with helping lead from behind. I'm not necessarily <laughs> the front person here. <laughs> I mean, so. it, but, it, but it takes some guts, though, because and, and here's the thing that was interesting to me, because I noticed that you know President Trump comes to to Granite City, and I remember I texted Annette. I think I texted you too. And I was like, "Were you guys? Are you guys going to see President Trump?" And blah blah blah. And he goes, "No, uh, it's private." And I'm thinking to myself, "That's odd," because. At least I don't know, and maybe something's changed. But because because when Mark Anthony Jones told me that, oh yeah, when he came to Kansas City, I I was I didn't get an invite to the this is the this is the chairman of the Jackson County Republican Party. Well, his previous visit, I was behind stage. Of course, 
and got to meet him and, and got to take a couple of pictures. And this time, I don't even get notified that he's. I mean, obviously, I know he's coming, but yeah, I don't get an invitation to to be a part of anything. And I definitely think that comes right back to exactly the vote that I just took against the party. There's no other There's no other way that that's not true. Yeah. Now I want to mention that we brought this up last night, but the vote uh, by the chair of the St. Louis County Republican Party, uh, Bruce Bewalda. Bruce did. He was the he was the vote that um, did not vote. He abstained, and that was our guy here on this side. Of the okay, state. and across on the other side of the state, we've got uh, we've got Mark Anthony Jones, and I, and I feel like Kansas City, Missouri. I think that's a bond we have now, right, a grassroots right. bond that we have in the state uh, moving forward in looking at leadership, which will be reorganized at that level in January. In January, right? So I, you know, I I know what my mission is. And that's to promote not only Mark, but uh, people like him right. to lead this party in a true grassroots effort versus taking our orders from these same people that told us Trump couldn't even get the nomination, right. worked against him, and are still working against him today. Right. And, and, and you know, that's, that's what's so sad about this. And, and again, when Mark Anthony Jones explained the abstention perfectly because at first I was like, well, why would somebody abstain? Then he said, well, it's just like the, he did, it was clear he didn't have – he wasn't going to be pushed into something. He didn't have enough information. You, you were given all of 25 minutes or whatever to, sure. to make a decision. So I completely understand that. And what's odd about this whole thing is that is that you guys and, and the people, the grassroots who got Trump elected and for that matter Josh Hawley elected as attorney general – but the people who that that you ultimately the grassroots people, uh, thanks to your work and thanks to the election of Trump, the Republican Party is stronger than it's ever been, which is the irony of all yes. this. Because everybody yes. said, "Oh, you you know, you're going to kill the Republican Party, or it's not going to be the same." <laughs> it's like not only is it not the same, it's, it's ten better. times better <laughs> than better. it was before. That's right. I mean, that's what's yeah. so amazing about all this. I mean, we have a candidate who can bring in union Republicans. Yes. We have a candidate who is bringing African Americans in droves, Hispanics in droves, the LGBT in droves. Now, come on. What's not to like here? This yeah. man is building our party. Yeah. Yes, it's a realignment, but be happy about building our party for the principles that we stand for, smaller government, and take care of ourselves. It's personal responsibility of taking care of our own country first. Right. And, and all those things you just pointed yes. out, it's so odd that, it, that people are harder on, uh, on people who support President Trump with all that information they know than, uh, than, than they were on people who supported President Bush. Yes. Who wasn't nearly as ecumenical in his, in his approaches or the party wasn't at that That's time. Right. I'll never forget being in, in Cleveland and sitting there during the, President Trump's speech and just the mere fact that he mentioned the LGBT community going, that, that, that was the, the, you know, yes. I mean, it, it was this, I've never heard that in my lifetime. And so, you know, and, and I mean, I recall actually being here, when I, it reminded me of when I was a little kid, I was working at the Clayton Inn, I, I was a housekeeper, I, I do have to admit that I, I did... T- occasionally sleep in the ballroom most of the time <laughs> overnight. But, but nonetheless, I'll never forget waking up in the morning uh, and being so excited to go see Ronald Reagan down at the arena. And this was in 1980. 
uh, or it was it was the summer before the election, I believe. And he came to speak to the Missouri Republican Party at the arena. Hmm. Um, or maybe it was uh, a year before that. I, I don't remember exactly, but it, I, I remember it was in the summer, and it was before. I think it, I think it was before the election, mm-hmm. uh, I, just months before the election. And I I remembered sitting in the audience there because I was so excited to see Ronald Reagan. All my family was like, "Why are you going to see Ronald Reagan?" And I was so excited to see him. And I I I was I had kind of a flashback when I was in Cleveland listening to President. Trump speak because I had the same feeling like wow because you know all my life I'm a little kid I was I was a little more news savvy whatever but I was still in high school at the time and I uh, was thinking at the time that how uh, Republicans really always were the were always seemingly the the staid you know uncool mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. thing and especially as a high school student you were never you know you city you were never you know you weren't be talking about Republicans. And so, but I remember feeling this feeling after hearing him speak that I was like, wow, that's not the Republican Party I keep reading about in the newspaper or that my teachers keep telling me (laughs) about, you know? And so that's the same thing I felt when I saw Ronald Reagan speak. I'm sorry, it was a long way to go for that, but that's still uh, was a a great moment. And and you guys have done great work in, in, I think, reshaping not only the Missouri Republican Party, but the national one, unfortunately. There are people who want to keep trying to keep the shape in Jamie, Missouri, but our, no. our, our party's changing. There's no doubt about that, and and that's happening with President Trump. Pat Buchanan, in a recent article, said that the party of Bush one, Bush two, Dole and McCain, the party's dead. It's never coming back. But there's enough life left in it, and we're witnessing it right here in Missouri, our own deep state. This swamp, this local swamp, that we need to drain. So this is just the first indication, one of the first major skirmishes of that process of change in the party. Yeah, That's what we're seeing. No doubt. You guys, man, I'll tell you, hard workers. And uh, thank you very much for your courage and for your hard work and for coming down to the studio. I I'm, I'm appreciate that very much. So, Ben Murphy, Absolutely. great right. to see you guys, okay? Great work, Jamie. Take care. Thanks so much. Uh, congratulations, by the way, and good luck. Thank and I, I agree with you on it. See you, buddy. I agree with you Appreciate on the uh, future of Mark Anthony Jones. <laughs> Hang with it. Thank you. And, and by the way, it. Ben, real quickly though, is anybody like locally going to interview him? Well, we uh, post dispatch at nine thirty. Oh, post dispatch. Okay, post see, killer. Good. All right. Well, I know, you know Annette what? was working on some other interviews, so that's fantastic. But you know what? The, you know, as much as we ride the the post dispatch like a rented mule, at least they're covering the. Let's story. not whip him too hard. They're, he's going into an interview with them, so we'll see yeah. how they do. Oh, yeah. All I right. think, you know, I think generally, I mean, they're, they're, they have two things going for them. I think their political guys are good and their sports guys are good. Then we should be good. Go. Thanks, Jamie. So you guys are good. All right. <laughs> the post dispatch. Yeah. So, like, the last. The editorial board can. Well, I bet. I'm not going to ruin it for you guys. I'm just telling you. Nonetheless. So, what do you guys think about all that? I. Boy, that was almost an hour, but I got to tell you, the uh, the uh, these guys are stalwarts, and and I I really admire America First Missouri and Mark Anthony Jones. I I just was this came across my desk, and it said he was going to be in town, and Ben. And these guys work so hard, and and they do such great work for those of us in the grassroots. So. Uh, Appreciate you guys as always, and we are live here from the Discovery Design Studio, and I'm going to have Jimmy Hoft on with us just a little bit too. Discovery Design Inc. 
radiofreealmond.com. So thanks for listening to Radio Free Almond, radiofreealmond.com, people. Talking like we used to do. It was always me and you. Shaping up and shipping out. Check me in and check me out. Do you like walking in the rain? When you think of love, do you think of pain? You can tell me what you see. I will choose what I believe. Hold on, darling. This body is yours. This body is yours and mine. Well, hold. mess was your now your mess is mine Two hours before my flight Luck be on my side tonight Yeah, the reason that I feel so strong The reason that I'm hanging on You know you gave me all the time Well, did I give up enough of mine? Hold on, darling This body <laughs> I, the whole time, Rick Perry's going to kill me. So, Annette Reed texted me and said, by the way, uh, Mark's partner is a Rick, it's Clark. And I go, I, I know, I'm sorry, well, I didn't know. I Because I only could see him from the glass, and he's a spitting image. Am I, am I not, am I, well, Ben's not here with us anymore in the studio, but. I just saw him from the neck up. Looked like Rick Perry. Rick Perry. Good people, though, man. We're really in. We're really in good company in this in this movement we have. And man, it used to be that nobody would ever speak up, and they were afraid to, and you kind of had to march to the order that was given to you and we're in a different we're in a different realm these days man I like it a lot but it's so weird because as I mentioned at the end of that interview and I guess we'll I don't know we'll try to segment it I'll talk to Ryan and we'll see if we can just kind of segment that thing and cut it out but I talked to um, talked to these guys about this earlier and, and I'm, I'm, I'm kind of amazed at how I, I, I've been I've been savaged more as a Trump supporter than I was as a Bush supporter and not to crack on GW but my goodness gracious President, Bush, uh, President Trump is so much more ecumenical big tent and 
also so much more accessible to the media. But so I'm trying to figure out, like, what the hell is people's problem with this guy? Seriously. I talked to, I did talk to a guy yesterday. He's there in the steam room in the Missouri Athletic Club and sitting there and this guy's talking to me. And it's like, you know. And I, I just threw it out. He goes, oh, so what's going on? I go, well, you know, trying everything, throwing everything at President Trump. I don't know. He goes, I said, there's nothing much going on. I go, I don't know. Did you watch Meet the Press? I go, no, I didn't watch Meet the Press. <laughs> I hate those shows. I have, to, I have to go through them for you guys to grab salmites that I never ever actually ever get around to playing. Because I'm, I'm so bored with that whole idea. There's nothing... Nothing I, on Meet the Press could possibly be remotely illuminating to me or face the nation. Or, it's like, come on, people. People still watch that stuff? I mean, I know, I know some of you do, but I, I, I couldn't get through it. I, part of the reason why I don't watch a lot of these shows and I'm kind of, you know, I'm kind of banned at home from watching the news because all I do is scream at the TV and yell at things. I'm sitting, I'm like Elvis. I'm sitting there with my peanut butter and jelly sandwich and a gun in my hand. Shoot the TV. <laughs> Not really. I don't have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. It's a 32-ouncer Budweiser. My gun. On all my, all my shot TVs are just kind of piled up in the corner of the living room my life no but I, I'm not allowed to watch TV because I, I just it, it just is so frustrating to me I mean I, I just I, I can't tolerate it you'd think that I would have some degree of ability to some stamina there but I, I can't tolerate watching mainstream television it drives me nuts because I know it's all I know I know everybody's up to a has a game going on and and and, I don't, and, I don't, and I, the only the only thing I could think of that that why people hate Trump as much as they do is because he's successful. It's the only it's 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 got to be just pure and simple envy, because the way President Trump is changing this world and changing the nation, I I, I can't imagine people arguing with us. So anyway, I'm sitting with this guy and he's like, "Yeah, watch and meet the press," and and I said, "Yeah, but look at what is going on with the economy and all this kind of stuff and." And he goes, I just don't like his style. I'm going, oh, my goodness. And normally what happens is, in, in, with the, the, my secret is, I, you know, you get hot. And then when, when, when somebody's conversation gets ridiculous, you're like, I got to go. I've got to get, uh, get some cold water on me. You know, so I'm going to take a cold shower and get away from them for a while. And eventually they get too hot and they have to leave. They go back in. That's how I work. But yeah, I I uh, I guess you, what do you mean? I go. I just don't like his style. I'm like, oh, you got to be kidding me! You really don't. I mean, with the way I don't like the way he talks. It's like you got to be kidding me. And this is like a this is like a longtime conservative guy. And the only thing I can imagine is that is that there's a strong possibility that uh, he already has his, <laughs> you know. And I've always, I always imagine that these are these are the people. I, I, I tell them during the primary that the people who were the most against President Trump, who were the Republicans, were people who already kind of had theirs. You know what I mean? 
Like they didn't. They had their thing. They had their investments. They had their this. They had their that, and and they just wanted to keep everything the same, you know, because it's not always a bad thing to have, you know, Democrats in power because because they're not going to change your life much when you've already got your stuff. You know what I mean? You already got your your shield and your and your shelter. You you don't really have to worry too much about who was elected. But I I did, and so. That's the only thing I can think of. The people who have white people problems, like they can just worry about how someone talks or what somebody, how somebody tweets. That that's lucky you. If you can just be. Huh. Speaking of white people problems, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, check it out. I'm seeing him behind the glass. It's a surprise appearance by none other than the great. The powerful, the handsome, <laughs> Henry Davis, buddy, come in here. How are you, man? Look at you. Hey, look at him. What's going on? How you doing, brother? My long lost uh, buddy. Lost? What do you mean lost? Don't give me that. Well, no, I mean, I mean, just but you, you, you. Uh, Hold on, can, it's okay. Sure. You can kind of cuss because we're on. Stri- we're, well, we're, I cuss on my show. People aren't going to call the you, boss I, and complain. I've been trying to get you to come on my show. Wait a minute. Uh, so okay, I'm trying to. I, I'm trying to figure this out because I was trying to talk to you about coming on the show, and then, and then you. Um, Wait a minute. I'm not. I'm not on. I can't. Am I on? Am I on? Check, baby, check, baby. One, Here, two, on. three, four. Check, baby, check, baby. One. It's called the rum shaker. The beat is like sweeter than candy. I don't hear nothing. There we go. There we go. A little bit. A little bit. Sound like a, a, a Cabbage Patch doll, but maybe it's the headphones. I don't know. It, Wait. There Wait. we go. Whatever you just did, I sound. you sound good, Jamie. I sound like I'm in an aluminum can or something. I didn't give you the proper intro. Okay, let's do it. Hold on. Let me, let, let's do it all over. Okay, you go out there. Let's do it over. You know, we professional. Yeah, hang on. Can he hear the music out there? Okay, hang on. Can you hear the music out there, Henry? Wave, say yes or no. Uh, I'm, I'm up. It just needs to be up. No, it's coming. You hear it now? Yeah, it's just, it's just the intro part. I hope they don't kick us off Facebook over this. There's no way they have an algorithm for this one, do they? Gee whiz, get some balls and get to it, Vangelis. Lord. Come on, man. Okay. Now, eventually, when this starts to kick in, You and me are going to do our proper intro, Henry Davis. Hang on. It's okay. It's going to be beautiful, too. Vangelis is such a pussy. Just start the music, dude. Was it like this in the other one? Because I thought... In the real one, they just kicked it right in. I know there was such a long... It's almost two minutes of an 
pussyfooting around with their music. I want to see Henry. He's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna massage the keys a little longer. Vangelis says, "Sorry, man. Thought this was gonna, thought this was gonna kick in a little sooner." I'm sorry, man. This was supposed to be... This was supposed to be Chariots of Fire! And we were going to come in and hug! I can't get the damn thing to kick in! Let's do it anyway. Ready? We tried, man. We tried. <coughs> What's up, J Money, baby? What's going on, J Money, baby? I'm not. I'm going to try to get over the fact that I couldn't get, I couldn't pull the trigger on Cherry to Fire, but we tried. Oh, that looks awesome. That looks, look at that. Well, we know we look at that. That's now. That's my stream right there. <laughs> so what's slumber. up, buddy? All right. So, so catch me up. Are you still over at Discovery Design? I don't know. After the day, I probably won't. <laughs> they don't have anything for me to do. Oh, there. okay, yeah. That's why I'm off today. I Are go, you? I show up. There's nothing for me to do. I have to find something to do for the rest of the day. But yeah. the great people, Rick. Uh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, turn all that. Now, 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 now it's gonna kick now in. Now I'm gonna decide to play the piano. <laughs> it's like, all right, shut up. <laughs> Uh, no, Rick and, 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 you know, those guys over there, I love they them. They are. Yeah, you they're know. awesome. Beautiful. You know, I, I just appreciate the opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. They, I mean, listen, they, you know. they were so committed to making sure that, you know, and, and sometimes, you know, there's stuff to do, sometimes they're not. That's why it's yeah. always good to have you kind of on board. So tell me about this. So what are you doing? You I got so much going on. Wait show. a minute. Wait a minute. I got so much going on, Jay Money. I just want to welcome you back to St. Louis. Yeah. From Italy. Yeah. I, I, I saw you and I'm like, this dude here. They like you over there. This dude, he, they love me everywhere, actually. But this boy, you—I mean, you just—you just—you just don't never—you never stop. You like me. You keep reinventing yourself. 
You keep reinventing yourself. I don't care. So a wall comes up for Jay Money, bam, he does something else, reinvents himself. That's you know, that's that's what I love about you, bro. Well, here's the thing though. Um, I, I we were over in Italy because my in-laws, it was their 50th wedding anniversary. So they decided to give us a gift. You believe that? Like that's that's they decided to give us a gift and take us to Italy, like normally you'd think that we would be taking them to Italy. Who your in laws did this? Yeah, my in laws, but they t- took all of us to Italy. Yeah. I couldn't figure that out, but I was like, yeah. okay, I'll get on the, I'll get, I'll go. Okay, it was fun. It was great. I Fantastic. Mean, I, it looked like you had a ball. I was jealous, of course, but you know that's why that's why your name J Money. You know you you travel, you do things, but but check me out, J Money. You know I got my little. You know I got my own show. Okay, where is that? That's right there off of Page and One Seventy. Uh, it's a big, big complex. It's called uh, uh, KOVLRadio.com. Oh, okay. Uh, and it's a, uh, it's a never, it's a. See, here's the thing. It's a never Trumper station. It is. Yeah. But my name Henry Davis. So what, what do you mean? It's a never Trump station. Meaning like these black folk don't like Donald Trump. <laughs> I re- okay, I remember, I remember. Let's just go ahead and keep it real. I remember these you black talking people about this. Don't like Donald Trump. I'm just trying to make sure I don't look like a burnt black potato. <laughs> Why potato. is your uh, sweatshirt inside out? Is there something because, on it you don't yeah, want people yeah, to see? Yeah, some on it. I ain't trying to advertise <laughs> on your show. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, can you so tell? You, can, uh, I crashed your party today. You don't mind, but you don't mind what is on the shirt. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna, I, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna say it. I'm, it I, it's something that I'm not gonna advertise on your show. Okay, all right. So let's just keep. I'll Are tell you gonna you, advertise it on your show? No, oh. I'm not gonna advertise. Period. It was chilly today. Okay, and I had my uh, Arrowhead uh, sleeveless shirt on over it. Uh huh. And I came straight from. Uh, uh, arrowhead to here. Yeah. And then I realized, I said, well, damn, I don't have nothing to put on. And I, I don't have permission to advertise Arrowhead, or, and I don't have permission to advertise these guys. So I just took the Arrowhead oh, off I see. and turned this inside out. Oh, okay. Pretty much. Why couldn't you put Arrowhead on? Because I don't have permission to do that. Oh, okay. You know, you, you just... You you know you want to let somebody know, hey, I'm gonna be wearing your stuff on a show or something. You oh, know, I get, yeah, it's yeah. just out of respect. Don't now, get, I get I, it. I, even though they are part of Discovery Design, you just want to make sure you clear it with people. Oh, sure, you know, because you it. just never know, especially about what I'm getting ready to say and stuff like that. They may say, well, the views and opinions expressed on Jamie's show is not necessarily those of. Arrowhead <laughs> Building Supply or its affiliates. Okay, All right, well, that's fair enough. <laughs> but yeah, I got my, I got my, I got. It doesn't my... say like "Kiss Me, I'm Black" on it or something. No, okay, it don't say that. It don't. <laughs> <laughs> I got you curious, don't you? I, got, I, I didn't do. I, I know, and I'm gonna leave it like I'm gonna that. Find out too I'm, before. Oh, you gonna find out when I before I leave? I'll show you. It's not. It's no big deal. I get. It, I get. Uh, it. But yeah, Jay Money. So okay. I, so how did you? Because I remember you talked about this. This was. On yeah. the air, the last time you were on, yeah. and you said that you, the person, they, somebody had texted you or sent you a message on Facebook and said, oh, hey, blah, blah, and then you go, okay, and then, then they went back to somebody else and said, uh, on second thought, uh, yeah. you might not. Uh, Ray J, Ray J, Ray J, she's beautiful, she's, she's a black lady, she owns the, uh, no, I think I lost my feed, I'm just trying to share, uh, Ray J is beautiful, there it is. Ray J is beautiful, and her and a guy by the name of East Smooth, uh, uh, they uh, and Jamal, all these black people allowed my black butt to come on their 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 uh, 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 
platform and talk about our Trump. And that is just basically because they understand that, and this is what I love about them, they understand that despite our political differences, we can get along. And I'm just one of those people you just, you just, you can't resist. I'm irresistible. Right. You know, I, I bring, I bring a different, I bring a different uh, genre. Let's, if that's the word yes. I can use yes. to whatever I do, whether it be your show, whether it be somebody else's show, I'm always doing something different. Right. I'm like a little firecracker. Yes. So what they were saying is, well, uh, Henry, you know, I don't care what y'all say. Henry's pretty much good for business. Uh, he, you know, we love him. He's black. And we really want to hear what this Negro got to say. Well, you know what? There's a, it's a manifestation of uh, President Trump, too, to a certain degree, because ultimately, uh, when, you, when, you say, when they say you're good for business, ultimately, they're hopefully going to learn through your goodness for business that President Trump is pretty good for business, Talk, too. There you go. See, and, and, and I understand. See, a lot of black people don't understand Donald Trump. Because the number one, they don't take the, re- the, re- the time to research him. They don't take the time to just look into what he's trying to do. They just say, well, he's just, I'm just going to listen to the media and say that he's racist and he don't like black people and they're going to stick with that. Whereas somebody like me, I dive into the T's and cross the I's, I mean, dot the I's and cross the T's. And then I got people like you on my team to where if I really want some information, all I got to do is punch in Jamie Allman and I can get the latest Real news, not fake news. Right on on my Trump. Whereas somebody don't even listen to you, don't even know you, they don't have that firsthand information. So yeah, I'm on KOVL radio from five to seven, uh, talking about our Trump. I talk about you all the time. As, as a matter of fact, I talked about you Friday. You know, I I I'd ruffle I'd I'd ruffle some feathers, Jamie. Well, wait a minute. So so because because do they know who I am over there? Oh yeah, Ray J knows you. Everybody knows me because I was on your show. Oh, right. When I okay. was on the street beat. Yeah, yeah, right. That's where everybody on the knows. She's yeah. like, yeah, he was on, you was on Jamie's show. She knows you. She, she, she's a fan of yours, you know. Which, unfortunately, by the way, I had to tell somebody that uh, the Almond Report, unfortunately, would have already been finished. We were, we were set to close shop in June. Just I think people forget that. They're like, oh, he was fired. I, and I was. But, but uh, they were going to shut the show down. It was why it was kind of an easy decision. I didn't know that. No, we, had, we only had a before because of, of the changeover of the station. Oh, to the new folk. Yeah, they, they, they were going to shut well, us I down. Well, I didn't anyway. know that. But, yeah. Well, no, I'm just, it would have been – I would have been done anyway. But anyway. Unfortunately. Yeah. But but so they know. Yeah. They, I, okay. So, so you know I got that going. And the listeners, I mean, I really have a lot of black people interested in what's going on on this side of the fence, brother. Right. Because the name of my show is Scraid Up. S-K-R-A-A-D-U-U-P. Scraid Up. It's like saying straight up, but it's Scraid Up. Is that a word or is that a... That's, 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 that's you know, some hood slang. Okay, okay, okay. Scraid Up. You know, like, Jamie, you know, they, they came to me straight up. They didn't even have to come to me like that. Scraid oh, Up. Okay. You know, because, see, you know... That's, so, okay. I keep it hood. Right. I keep it hood, but I keep it... Uh, in- intellectual, right? Is that's the word? Is that, yeah, yeah. Okay, I keep it hood, but I'm very intellectual with the way I deliver my message. Sure, I'm gonna give it to you straight up. 
But you're going to learn something. After, after you listen to me for two hours, you're going to learn something. Now, is it 5 to 7 in the morning? 5 to 7 in the evening, buddy. That's why I invite. I want you to come. You have oh, yeah. to come on my show, Jay. I will. Oh, you yeah, have absolutely. To come and be on my show because I, 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 I say this in the book. The book will be done this week. It'll be ready for print this week. I, you know, you got a whole chapter in the book. I say it in the book. I say it wherever I go. Jamie Allman, my man Jay Money, was the first person to reach out to me and put me on a, on a, on a national platform where my message could be heard. And I will never... I don't care if me and you have an argument, disagreement, <laughs> whatever the case may be. I ain't going to never forget you, my brother. Oh, man. I, would, well, I love you to death. I'm indebted for the rest of my life to you, and I'm going to always be behind you. I don't care what nobody say. Jamie this, Jamie that, Jamie this. That's my partner. I ain't got nothing bad to say about him. Yeah, he pissed me off last week, but that's still my partner. I'm piss you well, off what did he week? piss you off about? Well, that ain't none of your damn business. That's between me and Jamie. You know. I mean, you know, you, we done had a couple... Text message fights before. I mean, you know, because we're friends. And I think we probably both had, we had, may, may have had some vodka and cranberry or something that night. Because the next day, we looked at each other as if it never happened. So you know how it is. See, oh, you yeah, don't even remember. Was, no, it was a misunderstanding. <laughs> <laughs> but Jamie, you didn't I have understand ruffled, me. What time is it? Uh, what time? It is uh, now 7.54. I have ruffled some feathers, my friend. On the radio show? Oh, in the White House. Oh. Now, if I come, by the way, if I come to the radio station, am I going to be, uh, they're going to be okay with me, right? What do you mean okay with Like, you? I'm not going to be, uh, I'm going to be given the same kind of treatment that you are, right? No, bring your, get, bring your 15, bring your tail cat, your okay, kill tech and my all that. Tech, my yeah, bullpup? Yeah, bring that with you. <laughs> what the hell do you mean you going to be okay? Of course you're well, going to be okay. Well, I'm just I'm I'm not worried. I'm not worried because no, of the, they, I'm worried. We, they love you. They love you. That that's how they know me because of you. Okay, they know me. Because, remember, these black folk don't care nothing about Trump, so they don't look at nobody that got nothing to do with Trump. But by them seeing your face and your show every day on on the TV station, and then they say, "Well, wait a minute, he got a brother on there." Yeah. See, we were ebony and ivory, baby. Right. We was we was like Oreo. We was like peanut butter and jelly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wait a minute, you got this white guy that has a show, and then brought this black dude that <laughs> live in the hood on his show. That was that was a beautiful thing. We need to find somebody to get us back on. on and, uh, and and here's the thing, I will say before you get to the feather ruffling. Yeah, I, want I, I, I want got to hear some that. good stuff. But but you realize that. Uh, I've been in the business. I was. I've been in TV and radio in St. Louis for almost thirty years. All right. All right. And so I've seen reporters, and I've seen people who have had, you know, years of experience, and have come to St. Louis, and they take all this time producing, you know, a story or or adding some cool ass, you know, bells and whistles, some graphics, and some. Swoosh, Swishes and all that other stuff that they do with the yeah, TV. Yeah, yeah. But when you went out on Street Beat and you basically had three and a half, four minutes, whatever it was, and you just simply talked to people and did your thing. There was no fancy graphic, no fancy video moves, no Wasn't nothing. Script. But I would put your reports up against as far as being illuminating, educating, yep. and groundbreaking. Yep. And uh and, and Beautiful. I'd put all that up against any reporter I've ever seen any old day because 
That's really what we're about in this exactly. communication business is exactly. communicating. I, I don't need to show you a close-up of you know somebody doing something and, and trying to be fancy with everything. And what you did, you achieved more with your street beats than I've seen some reporters who have had 25 years experience in TV doing. So that's, that's, well, well, that's bless all you, heart. man. You, you, you're, you're too kind. You're too kind. No, I'm serious. But again, it's because of you, buddy. And I, I don't know. We're going to, something's going to give here. Something's going to give here. Uh, I, I just feel it. Me and you, we're not done. No. You and I are not done. And can I just double back before, now, before we uh, get to, before yeah. we get to the, uh, the 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 I'll tell you, Jamie, you gonna love this. You gonna of, love this, buddy. A lot of people, it's kind of like like nobody realizes, you know, like I brought Dana in the radio right. and all these people. I think some people don't realize, like like they'll go back and and they don't really understand like where Henry Davis first came from. Exactly, right? A lot of people, a lot of people know. So let me let me no. let me play you. This is the uh, this is this was on YouTube on the tenth of November. Yeah. And, um, it, and it still reigns classic <laughs> today. It will never die. No. And th- for those of you who don't know how we first came in, in, in contact and Henry Davis first got on the radar, I'll play you Henry Davis's world debut, all right? And then we'll get to your ruffling feathers thing, okay, here. Uh, give my uh, remarks to all of the Trump haters all of the Hillary Clinton supporters, all of the people that said uh, that my Trump was going to lose. So I say to you this morning, the day after the election, I even laugh at it myself. You know why? Because it was genuine. Yeah, it was. I I, I, I was honestly, I said this yesterday on on my video, uh, on my live. I was actually getting ready to apologize. I often say, you know what? I'm sorry (laughs) that y'all didn't make it and that, you know, all of this crying, you know, it'll be okay. But when I got to the point, I (laughs) said, <laughs> it just hit me, man, and I I could not stop think. I just started seeing flashes of all of the people that said I was crazy. All of the people said that he wasn't gonna win. All of, it was just all going in my face at that time, and you know it's it's history. You can't you can't. I, if I die tomorrow, I have made an impact. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? And the thing is, <laughs> the thing is, this was funny because when this first came out and we first saw it, it was on some national platform. And uh, it was on Hannity. Okay, it was on Hannity. So it was on Hannity. But we didn't know at the time that you were from St. Louis. Exactly, exactly. I was right here from St. Louis. <laughs> yeah. and I was riding in my truck, and I turned it. I don't know how I found 97.1 because I wasn't listening to it. I was just scrolling through to listen to the radio stations to see what people had to say. And I heard uh, 
uh, the girl that was working with you at the time, she was like, he's from St. Louis. And I was like, from St. Louis? So I just, I kept it right there. And next thing I know, you was like, if anybody knows this guy, such and such, he's from St. Louis. I'm like, no way, they talking about me. And I, I guess, what's the number? What's the number? And it took you like forever to get a number out. And I was about to quit. I was, man, the hell with it. And then you finally said, night, 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 seven, night, seven. I just said, night, seven, night, seven. I said, that's it. So when I called in, she was like, oh my God, it's everything. And, you know, the rest is history. Yeah, man. But Jay Marty. The, the rest is Henristy. I like that. Yeah. Henristy. Because it's kind of history, but Henry's history. Say that again. Henristry. Hen- no, Henristry. Wait a minute now. Say it how it's supposed to be Hen- said, damn it. Henristry. Henristry. Henristy. No, Henristy. There it is. Yeah, yeah. It's Henristy. Henristy. There it is. Henry's I- history. Boom. Okay, do. Henristy. Use it. I got it. Okay. I got it. Henristy. And Jay you know what? You should use it on your radio you show. You should, you should run out of time. Wait, you should, you, should not, uh, you should use it as a segment on your radio show, and it's a segment called Henristy. Henristy. It's not history. It's not history. It's Henristy. Yeah, and and you and and th- and you. This is where you school people on. See, I tell you, y'all, y'all don't understand why we so good for each other. See, see, I just got something right now. I need to put that in the book before I before I send it off to print. <laughs> Henry Steve. I yes. like that. Henry Steve. Yes, indeed. Jay Money, I got some stuff going I need to All tell right. you about, so, man. So what is this? What you ruffled some feathers. I done I done messed. Well, we can't cuss on this show, but I done effed up, man. I don't I don't uh, So you come on my show, you can cuss. Well, yeah, we, you can we, cuss. We, we, we drop a few F bombs because my show is called Straight Up. Is it is it on the internet then? Yeah. Okay. Well, you yeah. can cuss K-O-V-L here too, but we just don't. KOVL Radio. KOVL Radio.com. It's from 5 to 7. When you, when you going to come on? I'll come on anytime. I can't do it today, but I'll come on. Because you know I'm going to say, well, put shoes on. We're going to the show tonight. <laughs> Wednesday. Okay. I'm calling you out. All right. Wednesday. Ladies and gentlemen, Jamie Allman will be on my show. When I, when I don't, don't call me Tuesday, tell my Henry. And, uh, oh, something came up. I uh, uh, had to go clean the pool. My uh, grandmother. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to be in London today. <laughs> Jamie, I'd have, I'd have ruffled some feathers, man. All right. Because you were going to go to the and, White House. Oh, yeah, I was. Don't look like that's going to happen no time soon. Really? Oh, I'm Henry Davis, man. Aha! See, I told you I'd get your attention. How did you get not Uninvited. going to the White House? I am a loose cannon. Okay. That, that. What'd you do? Talk to somebody? Email no, no, them? No, 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 no. The reason why I'm not going is because I am considered a loose cannon. Oh, really? Who said that? The guy's name is Kareem. Love him. Love him. Bless his heart. He just don't know me. And I understand. See, people, when they first meet me, I have this charisma. I have this charisma. I'm a happy-go-lucky guy. You're because a happy warrior. 99% of the time, I'm in a great mood. Right. Despite what's going on in my personal life, I'm in a great mood. You're a soldier of love. Yeah. I'm the ambassador of goodwill. Right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And... Of course, it got tweeted out, you know, my crying video. I don't know if you've seen the crying video. Did you see the crying video? Where you're really crying? Yeah. Like, you're really crying. Yeah, when it went viral, when I was talking about the accomplishments of, 
uh, President Trump. Oh, and right. All. Yeah, yeah. I don't even think you saw that one. Because you no. was in London or something. Oh, was but it? Anyway. Was it the? Re- it was recent. Yeah, it's this okay. my recent, my most recent viral. Okay, I'm so anyway, to... okay, yeah, go ahead. Because you know, I was on Diamond and Silk. Yeah, I was on uh, Infowars. Oh yeah, all because of this video. And as a result of that video, I got uh, a tweet from the ever popular great uh, Mister uh, Pastor Daryl Scott. Of the Trump administration, the oh. black preacher guy that that's been riding with Trump since day one, uh-huh. uh, Pastor Daryl Scott, who is in charge of the Urban Revitalization Coalition. Right. He tweeted that he was going to take me to the White House very soon. Right. Right. You remember all that, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of that. That's fact. You know, that's no denying that. And then, again, I'm not finna. So if you think I'm finna come on here and bash my brothers, I'm not going to do it. Was it because you were on Alex Jones' show? No, I'm just going. I just tell the truth. I just keep it real. And I guess that's why I'm Henry Davis, because I keep it real. But anyway, when that tweet came out, see, Jamie, people don't understand that when I talk, people listen. And I tried to explain to Brother Kareem. Kareem is is Pastor Scott's right hand man. It's like that's his jelly and peanut butter. They peanut butter and jelly. They 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 down with each other. Can't nothing separate the two. You know what I'm saying? They they partners. It's like Pence and Trump. Mm-hmm. Trump Pence gonna ride with Trump. Trump gonna ride with Pence. Right. So Kareem was pretty much the liaison because you know Pastor been. You know, he got a whole lot to do. He ain't got too much time to talk to me. He just basically said, Henry, I'm going to bring you up here, and you're going to be a part of this thing, and blah, 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 wah, 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 wah. That tweet got out. And, of course, I, I mentioned it, but it got out in the black community. And where I live, you can't work directly for Donald Trump sure, and live in that neighborhood. You've gotten death threats. You've gotten signs or notes left on your door. What did it was, what had happened was, is the 5th of July, the day after the 4th of July, let's just make a long story short. Some hoodlums pulled up in front of my house, jumped out of the car, shooting guns in the air, saying, fuck you. And Donald Trump, you sell out ass nigga. Really? Oh, yeah. Firing guns, Gun. too? Bow, 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 bow. Fuck you and Donald Trump. Oh, sell out. Oh, sell out. Get in that car. <laughs> Pull off. Wow. You got to understand, everybody in St. Louis knows that I'm the biggest black Donald Trump supporter there is. I'm the only house with an American flag. I can't even take the flag down now to try to hide it because everybody know where I live. There is no secret who Henry Davis is thanks to you. You know, all, all, all praises to you because you the one had my black ass on TV talking about the man. Right. So everybody knows who Henry Davis is. Well, when these Negroes found out that I was going to be invited, that I was invited to the White House to actually work for Trump, the word is, if he go to Washington, he better stay his black ass up there because he can't come back here. Wow. Yes, sir. And I expressed that to Kareem. And I let him know, look here, man. You don't understand how serious it is to be living in St. Louis, one of the most liberal cities 
in the world, which I'm going to make a big announcement before I get off here about that, in the world and work with the Donald Trump administration or even be invited to be a part of the administration. The way they figure is if I can't get Trump, I'm going to get him. Damn. And during this time, Maxine Waters was running her black ass around right. telling everybody to jump on Trump support. Right. I mean, physically. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and she says she didn't do it, but we had, we know. She, we know what she We did. know what she was doing. What'd you say, Anthony? And plenty of ammo. Mary Camfield and Anthony Henry Hope. I hope you own multiple firearms. No, I don't, Anthony. No, I don't. Uh, so, anyway, with all of that being said, I contacted, I made, I, I, tr- I reached out to Kareem. I said, look, Kareem, this is serious, brother. He thought it was funny. Because, you know, everybody, you know, they think that, you know, I'm a comedian. Right. Most of the time, I'm, I'm here to make you laugh. But when I'm serious, I'm serious. Oh, yeah, of course. I don't play no games no. when it comes to my family and my life and my well-being. Right. So he thought it was funny. And I, man, I'm not playing with you, man. I'm telling you the truth. This is what's going on in my hood. I tell you what. Let me get my house together before, because pastor told me that I was going to be leaving within a few weeks. Any, any, any day, you know, I'm going to be doing this thing. So I'm preparing for it. I'm preparing for it. I got me some goons to watch my house. I even got the St. Louis Police Department involved. You know, you know, the chief, you know, me and the chief, we, I know oh, yeah, the chief. he's a good guy. You know, yeah. chief's a good dude and he likes me and mm-hmm. I like him. Yeah. So without going off into a whole lot of police stuff, I got my stuff together. I said, look, let me pause on, because if they could call me any day, I ain't going to be ready to leave my house. Because if I want to, I want to come back to a house. If y'all not finna put me up in no house, you know, or nothing like that to where I got somewhere to go, I need to come back to this house, to my little hole in the wall. Okay. Well, that a couple days transpired and I got my stuff together, Jay Money. You know me. I'm on it. I got this person going. I got this person going. I'm making this move. I'm making this move. Getting everything set up because I'm ready to go to Washington, damn it. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to do this thing. I'm ready to help be a part of the administration. Pastor Scott, God bless him, has invited me in. Yeah. They have welcomed him in me, the brother from St. Louis. Let's do it, right? Let's go for it. I'm ready. So, boom, I don't even know why I got these damn headphones on. I can't hear nothing. You know, <laughs> I can't hear, you hear nothing. In there? I can't hear nothing. I'm take them off. <laughs> After all of this, I'm all, yeah. because I'm, I'm, you know, I'm just trying to. You sure you can't hear anything I in there? I can't hear nothing. I hear you way better than, than I do. Oh, you do? <laughs> oh, yeah. So, the hell with that. So, <laughs> it so, might be just a button. I don't know what it is. It ain't working. But anyway, uh, can you hear me in the mic? Yeah. Okay, as long as you can hear me in the mic. So I'd say, so I say, I don't need them. I don't need them. I I don't need them. I don't need them. So I say, uh, uh, I'm ready now. So I get in cut, I get in touch with Kareem. I say, check this out, Kareem. This is what we finna do. I'm ready to go. He said, Well, damn, Henry, is you in or is you out? You going? Go, stay, stay, go. What you going to do? What you going to do? I said, brother, I told you I had to get some things in order. I had to make sure that I was going to be safe when I come back and, you know, everything, you know, I had to put some things in place. This is serious. So he said, all right, well, you back on? I said, I'm back on. He said, well, we got to hold it. We got to, we got to such, 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 and make sure we all on the same page. In other words, welcome back. 
you know, blah, 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 whoop-de-woo, and wham, wham, wham. Okay, so now I'm back, right? I found out who it was and who it is that's 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 infiltrating that not infiltrating that's 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 messing with me. I found out who it is. It's a local official. I found out. Who oh, it is. Oh yeah, I like found a, out. Elected official. Oh, I found out who it is. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put them out there like that. On, on. I'll tell you when we get off the off air. I'll tell you. But I found out who it is. I found out who it is. That say, hey, go over there and fuck with them for a little bit. Go over there and mess with him for a little bit. You know, ruffle his feather, scare him, put a dead possum on his on his step, flatten his tire. Is this a, is this a national elected official? No, or no, a, this is local. I know, but is he local as in local as in like a local politician, yeah, like state yeah, senator yeah. or state Somebody rep? that don't like Trump and don't like another black man talking about Trump. Ah, okay. Ah-ha. Ah, that's a ah, long list I'm of suspects. I'm not going to say man or woman, but ah It's a long list of suspects, yeah. I'll tell you that. But anyway... So were they, at the, were, were they at the black only ribbon cutting on the arch? <laughs> yeah. Okay. They actually, they was there. Uh-huh. They wasn't invited at first. I know. Okay. And I made a big stink about that. I made a video about that. And that's what pissed them off. <laughs> I'm sure it is. I made a video about that, saying that oh, black people wasn't invited. <laughs> that wasn't hard to. That wasn't hard to guess. <laughs> that wasn't hard to guess. So check it out, Jay Money. You know how I move. You know how I move. So boom. Uh, I don't know. Just 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 catch it on up. I'm texting the man, asking, because, you know, I'm at the black radio station. I'm at the black. I'm surrounded by never Trumpers. Every day I go in, what's up with your Trump? Uh, Trump ain't going to do nothing. What happened with your Trump? What's going on with your Trump? Ain't doing nothing for the black people. I heard, hey, he over there shaking hands with Putin. He over there doing this with South Korea. He in North Korea. That's the first time they ever cared what Putin was up to, too. Exactly. But the point is, they're making is, as I told you, he don't give a damn about black people. You out here look stupid. You the one out here cooning and wearing it. You mean, (laughs) is that the lowest black unemployment rate we've had in history? But but see, I got to fix that. Because, see, that's where I'm in trouble at. That's where I'm in trouble at. Oh, yeah, he ain't here. He don't give a damn about black people. He ain't doing nothing for black people and black people. You only can bring the argument so far that black people are working because everybody working, Jamie. Yeah. Yeah, and and this is is why why I'm not, I'm uninvited to the White House because I'm on something else right now. Yes, I understand. First of all, let's get it straight. I'm not here to stroke the president's balls for the next six years. That's not what I'm here for. I'm not here to, to stroke his ego and pat him on the head and everything he does. I say, good job, Mr. President. That's not what Henry Davis is here for. I am here to hold him accountable for the things that he said that he was going to do for the black community. And what my president and your president and everybody knows I love him. I tell you, I, this is why I'm all I'm all over the Internet with this right now. What I what I the problem that I have with my president right now. Here we go. The problem that Henry Davis has with Donald Trump right now. Oh, yeah. Black unemployment is good. We love it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Black folk working, but white folk working, green folk working, brown folk working. The economy is booming. Everybody working. Donald Trump made a promise to the black community on many occasions during his run for president that he was going to revitalize the black community. The man said that he was going to come into the community and fix some things. Am I lying? 
Well, yeah, but I don't recall him saying uh, the first 600 days he's in office. No, 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 no. And you're right. And you're right. But he said, well, just, just roll with me on this one, Jay Money, because you, yeah. know, you know how I get down. <clears throat> I get it. What, do you, what the hell you got to lose? Right. Your schools are a mess. You're living in poverty. Your neighborhoods are a sham. The Democrats have been promising and promising and promising, and the only time you hear from them is during election time. What the hell you got to lose by going with Trump? Right. This is something that he kept on the forefront throughout the campaign I remember, well, in I, order to get the black vote. Right. Am I lying, Jay? I remember he was in Detroit with Ben Carson. Uh-huh. And, and he talked about revitalizing the community banks. I've been talking about this for a long time. And but but keep in mind that hey man, I ain't through. All right. I ain't through. OK, I ain't through. Just make sure, See, just make sure you're giving me room to rebut what you just oh, said. Oh, you ain't going to have to rebut it when I get through. OK. See, that's the problem with people. people I will rebut it. People, watch this. I bet you you won't. I bet you you won't. I bet you you won't. The problem with people is people have selective hearing. Yeah. And the first time you say anything negative, well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait <laughs> no, a minute. No, no, no. Okay, so, to, so check it out. I'm, check it out. I'm having a conversation with you. I'm okay, well, check to, it out, Jay Money. Right. Check it out. Check it out. My only issue with the president, here it goes. My only issue with Donald Trump is... Say something. Watch this. Watch me now. Watch me now. Say something to the black urban communities that voted for you. Yeah, we work it because you took away our food stamps. But say something. What happened to what the hell you got to lose? What happened to we're going to fix this stuff that's going on? What happened to all of that? verbiage during the campaign because you're tweeting about Stormy Daniels. You're tweeting about this person. You're tweeting about that person. You're tweeting about this person. You're tweeting about him, her, him, 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 him. I'm not telling the president to come in right now and start knocking buildings down. All I'm asking is what's going on? Where do we stand Right now, with the campaign promise that you made, because every single thing you have said you were going to do, you have addressed it directly. You have you have signed laws. You have signed bills. You have vetoed whatever the hell you said you were going to do with the wall, with immigration and all of this stuff. But you have yet to mention Anything about revitalizing the urban community. Rebut if you want Okay, I definitely will. First of all, the reason why he's tweeting about Stormy Daniels is because people who you're living amongst and also the media and elected officials keep bringing it up. The only reason President Trump is talking about Stormy Daniels is because other people are talking about Stormy Daniels. He wouldn't talk about Stormy Daniels if if he didn't have to. And you know what? Maybe it's about time people like Lacey Clay and Bruce Franks Jr. and other of these elected politicians would leave his ass alone and cooperate. Now, President Trump's President Trump's promises were hinging on the cooperation of normal, average, decent people who had the same interests in the black community that he did. Unfortunately, 
They don't because people like Lacey Clay and others yep. continue to 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 bow to their masters, their white masters, Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer and the rest of the gang. And, d- dude, y- you understand that re- one of the reasons why, for instance, mm-hmm. uh, the, the, the mm-hmm. they had to have a separate ribbon cutting I got at going, the arch, y'all. okay, I got is, be- is, be- is because bla- the St. Louis American doesn't even have a black editor. Come they on, went to man, they man. went to some pasty ass white dude to edit their own self-loathing piece of paper. So the bottom line is maybe ultimately all this would happen if people would cooperate with the president and his agenda. Instead, what they do is they continue to kiss the ring of their white Democrat plantation masters, and they need to stop doing that and get on the Trump train once and for all. And here's the other thing. President Trump also realizes... President Trump also realizes that black people and white people have the same interests. So when President Trump is revitalizing the economy, presumably it's revitalizing the economy for blacks as well. Black people don't have separate interests than white people. Black people want jobs. Black people want better schools. Black people want windows that aren't broken. Black people want police protection. Black people want families. They want kids. They want boats. They want cars. And the bottom line is none of that's going to happen in an economy like this when you have people continually stopping and getting in his way all the time. And, And believe me. To me, President Trump, whenever he talks about the economy or deregulation or, or helping people in Granite City, whatever, he's talking about black people like he's talking about white people. But everything hinged when President Trump was talking about this on the cooperation of people who actually had the interests of their own people at heart. But you can't do it if you've got people constantly in your way who constantly are continuing to, to – to, to, just survive on the liberal plantation. It's never going to work. Hey, man, Jay Money. Now, what you have done is you have proven that I have sparked the conversation. Yes. Once again, my friend. Yes. All, it's a good, you bring up good pitch. Because wait, what you're, wait, wait, wait. It's not just all an invention. I, all, I, all I am saying is that the reason I, Henry Davis, me, I can't speak for nobody else because I don't, you know, I know a lot of people, but I'm talking about me. The reason Henry Davis voted for Donald Trump and the reason Henry Davis is walking around cooning and shucking and jiving for Donald Trump. And the reason Henry Davis has three songs about the man getting ready to get ready to do another one called what's going on. The reason why I have what I do, what I do is because the man said, what the hell you Negroes got to lose. And that's why I voted for him. I'm talking about me. Now, with that being said, you are absolutely right. All of these Negroes and these people that's fighting against him need to get on the program and get with the program. And you said it out of your mouth when you first started talking. You said the only reason he's talking about Stormy Daniels is because people keep bringing it up. Well, if I keep bringing up what the hell is going on, eventually he's going to say something about yeah, it. If he Hallelujah. Has, if he has some room. Like for instance, oh, he got all the room me, in the world. Oh, well, well, he got all the room in the world. The, 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 the level of harassment that this guy is getting on all levels, whether it be from these Republicrats, Democrats, the news media, everything else. It's shocking he's gotten anything done. Check it out. You really want to get the black vote? 
You really, really, I'm talking about come this November, you really want to get the black vote, Mr. President, just like you got the black vote when you ran for president. Come out and say, look, I'm finna go into Cal- into St. Louis, and this is what I am finna do for the urban community because this is what I promise. And any Negro that jump up and say we not with that, I guarantee you won't nobody that, vote for that. That's a ass. good idea. I know what I'm doing, That's brother. a good idea then. Because, Start because, the conversation. Because, because have Lacey Clay show his ass up and at, say, the, at this and event. And say we don't want your help, Mr. Trump. Because when, when has anybody ever actually, I hear a lot from people out there, what, is, what has Lacey Clay ever done for the Nothing. black community? I mean, I know his daddy's got a post office named after him, but what's that? What has he done? There's five houses on my street with his name say, vote for Lacey Clay. Yeah. What has he done? Nothing. What what has Bruce Frank's been doing besides screaming at Middle Easterners owning who dare own a... Uh, a, a convenience store someplace in North now, St. Somebody, Louis. Somebody, wait a minute. You know, we 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 on Facebook. Somebody said, "What she say? She said the brother needs to. What she say? Why she, she say? Oh Lord, this Kim Paris. Oh uh-huh. Lord, typical Democrat mindset. Focus on the words and not actions. This lad needs to get busy on something productive besides creating videos. He hopes to go viral. See, see that's why I say people have selective hearing. She didn't even wait to hear what I, what my point is right. before. She she made a, 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 a judgment on me, and that's fine. So that's the same thing I'm going through with Washington. Now, I say this once again, Jay Money. If, if we get enough people, I'm talking about the black community, and once again, I don't speak too much. I try to stay in my lane. I live in Walnut Park. I live in the worst neighborhood in the city. Yeah. I know people that voted for the man because of his campaign promise. Now, I'm not talking about... How long has it Clay been around oh, oh. as long as Walnut Park's been around, right? And, and the man, and he been making, he been making promises for the past 20 years and ain't done a damn he thing. He hasn't even, he hasn't even, made, they don't even make him make promises. He doesn't have to say shit, uh, anything. Exactly. That's why I didn't vote for him. What I mean. That's why I didn't vote for him. You mean, you but what I'm saying, now, exactly, I, I, I bring the fire. That's why it's called straight up. I know, up. but I, normally I don't cuss on the but, radio but show. But check it, check it, because I bring the fire, Jamie. It's time to start the conversation if you want the black people to vote against these Democrats. Come on out with it, Mr. President. Do a tweet. Say, look, in St. Louis, it's something simple as in St. Louis, I am going to have such and such and such and such to start this thing and this thing and this thing. And we're going to bring these communities back and such and such and such and such. So for all of the people in St. Louis that voted for the man can start pushing the issue that, look, y'all, I told y'all he finna do something. I told y'all he finna do something. Vice, right now, the word that's going around is that he he, he lied to y'all. He ain't going to do nothing. He just suckered y'all into it. And what the Democrats are doing. Every time you turn on a radio station here in St. Louis or turn the TV on, whether they white, black, brown, green or purple, it's saying they're going to fight Donald Trump tooth and nail. And whatever he tries to do, vote for me. Right. That's well, all and, and, and that that's we're the hearing. Maxine Waters, which I know. And I think Kim's concern was, and I know her because she's been around, and so she, she, I'm sure she didn't mean any harm from, from that. But what I'm saying is, oh, she meant what she's well, saying. Okay, listen, hold on. Uh, but 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 I think what she's saying, she's afraid that out of context, somebody will just simply say that you are just simply regurgitating and aiding and abetting this line of thinking that somehow President Trump. 
isn't doing enough for the black community. But the because, reality is, what, what, but your second part though because is because they, they don't have because they have selective hearing. Right, but, but, people right. hear what they want to hear. Well, what I'm saying is, though, your second part though, I think is is one that's compelling, and that is. But you know what the president will do? If the president mentions Lacey Clay's name, what do you think is going to happen? I don't know. Racist? You're ra- you're exactly. Just, you're just singling him out because he's black. But if he say he's going to come into this community and do something and Lacey Clay jump his black ass up and try to, to try to stop it, Lacey Clay going to get voted out. Well, maybe Ben Carson ought to be the one, too, to come with him. Ben Carson passing checks out like it's crazy for HUD. You know how HUD oh, yeah, works. I know. You know don't nobody give a damn about HUD in St. Louis. HUD don't do nothing for the hood. No. Come on now. It's called hood, but they don't do nothing for the hood. You, it's so much red tape to go through hood to even try to get qualified for hood and all of that. Don't nobody mess with hood. And I praise and I thank God for Ben Carson. What he did. He just gave $30 million to uh, uh, Flint or something. So we praise and thank God for that. But I'm talking about the inner city, the one that you said that you finna help bring this crime down. You said you gonna help turn down these derelict properties. Just say something. Right. So when, when are these people over at this radio station gonna call out the people uh, like, uh, like not. Bruce? Uh, like, like, what That's they, my what job. Are, what do they think a gang of black, some of them too old for the club dudes who've been around the block, and Bruce Franks and all these guys, what do they think – Standing outside of convenience stores and screaming at Middle Easterners is going to do for the black community. Not a damn thing. That's why you'll so never maybe they see me get march. Their asses it- That's why you never see me march. I ain't marching for nothing because I'm going to jail. The first time somebody throws something at me, I'm going to jail. The first time when I wear my uh, uh, Make America Great Again hat and I go to a store, so snatch my hat off my head, I'm going to jail. See, well, I have because of you. And I'm going to say this. Because of you, Jamie, everybody don't have the privilege that I got to walk around supporting Donald Trump without getting immediate. See, I got people do sneaky stuff to me. They, you know, flatten my tires. They do stuff behind my back or stuff, except for this recent incident with them fools getting out shooting because it's getting serious now. But because of you, I got a little people know who I am. People know me in the communities. When I walk around with my Go Trumper crowd, that's Henry Davis. He cool. You know, he just he just cooning. He just doing what he, you know, he just, at least he doing something. Whereas me sitting up smoking my weed all day and doing the damn thing. That's how people look at me. People that know me and people that respect me because I respect everybody. That's why when I do the street beat, didn't nobody pull a gun on me and say, get out of my neighborhood, Trump supporter. Right. They welcomed me. Because of that. So I say that to say, hold on. I say that to say, Jay Money, is that at this point in my whole Trump thing and my stomp for Trump and this, that, and the other, I'm trying to get the president's attention because this is election time. Election time is coming up. And then if you want to get the black people vote, if you want to get these Democrats out of here, not only in St. Louis, but all over this country, you better start saying something about helping the urban community directly and quit saying uh, uh, jobs and all. We know about the jobs. We thank God for the jobs. We love the jobs. I've, you know, I, okay. I was out of work for three months, yep. but we all love the fact that everybody's working. But your campaign promise. Yeah. Was that you was going to come into the hood, just like you and Ben Carson, walked around and said, we're going to fix this. He didn't do say that. he was going to walk around and fix stuff. No, no, no. I said, just like you and Ben Carson walked oh, right, around. Right. See, listen, you and Ben Carson okay, walked okay, around. Right. Okay, let me, okay let, me, let, me, let me explain something to you real quickly, though. 
Uh, and and there, do you do you know why the Iraq War wound up not being ultimately successful? Although things are progressing over there now to a certain degree, I, I, and I'll never forget what my son Ethan, when he was over there, uh, was saying uh, when he was there in 2010. One of the reasons why the military, for all of its desire to overthrow Saddam Hussein and change. Iraq and liberate Iraq and make Iraq just like everybody else. So they had McDonald's and Burger Kings and all kinds of stuff in Iraq. Mm-hmm. They've discovered that these people didn't give a flying F about themselves. Some of them actually had always lived some of them have always lived under Saddam Hussein. So it was as if you unleashed a bird out of a cage that had actually been a baby bird in a cage and expected the bird to fly. It was going to fly because it's never flown before because it's been in a cage the whole time. So Iraqis didn't give a flying F about themselves. And so if, and, and my son, Ethan, the worst part about the thing that traumatized him the most over there was the fact that he's over there and and he knew that these people didn't care about themselves. So how is it possible that us caring about them was going to do any good? And and that's a similar approach to the inner cities because I'm telling you, the, the biggest problem with the inner cities is you have an entire culture of people and politicians who don't care about themselves. And, and, and the only way you're going to get people to, to get back on the train and, and progress is if they give a – rip about themselves and unfortunately they don't a lot of people don't when was the last time you saw a black lives matter march in walnut park or when when have you ever seen one in walnut park well because because you know why because they'd rather run into the galleria and 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 knock a annie ann's pretzel out of somebody's uh, hands and say that's the sum total of their concern for their community well you got to have people who care about their community. Otherwise, well, you're never going to have any, but any progression. So what I'm saying is President Trump, when he made these promises, the assumption wait, is – you want me to ask the question or well, hold you, on, man. you was just making an assumption? No. Hold on. Okay. I, and I was making an assumption. <laughs> but, but, but President Trump's promises were hinging on a certain level of concern on the other side. But if you've got somebody like Lacey Clay who cares more about MS-13 gang members than he does about his own damn community – then you're not going to progress anywhere. It's not going to work. You can't have, you can't have a, 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 an uncooperative partner in this thing. I very to differ, and here's why. The people that you are talking about, brother, brother, brother J Money, the ones that all they want to do, and, and we, you know, and it's sad, it's sad, but all the ones that just want to get by, free stuff, just get high and screw all day. Nelly made a song about it. Most of them just want to get high and screw all day in St. Louis. That's true, and it's true. And that's not just in St. Louis, but that's, you know, all over the country. And I agree with you on that. But those bastards don't vote. See, those people that don't give a damn about they self didn't go to the ballot box, don't have a voter registration card. They don't give a damn who in office, whether it's Lacey Clay or Jennifer Hudson. They don't care. I'm talking about. Well, they seem appealing. to care a lot. You're, 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 you're reciting what they're saying about Trump. I'm reciting what the voters are saying. OK, I'm reciting what the people that see. I'm reciting. 
I'm reciting what the people that voted for the man are saying. Okay. Henry, what's up with Trump? None of those people at that radio station voted for Donald Trump. No, not not they they haven't told me about it. No. They haven't told me about it. They I know, but you can tell you know that none of them voted for president. I don't so. know that. I can't say that. Okay. I so can't, you have more credibility. I can't, I can't say that. What's being done? I'm talking about the business owners that I know, the black entrepreneurs. Right. I'm talking about the black people that have these youth organizations that are trying to put these kids to work. Yeah. I'm talking about the people that own real estate. I'm talking about people that own scrap yards and people that own black people that own stuff. And that are movers and shakers and, and, and trying to build their community. These are the people that want that 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 look at me as being the voice. Right. Because they are the voiceless. These are the black folk that supported the show when I was on when yeah. I was on the street beat. The other folk just say, you know, look at that nigga Coonan. That's what they say. But these are the people that are saying, look, man, if you can, because we 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 ain't got a leg to stand on. Come this election, we ain't going to have a leg to stand on. And I'm going to tell you right now, now the people that don't give a damn about Trump and the people that don't give a damn about themselves, what they're saying is, is if I see anything come in this neighborhood that got Donald Trump name on it, I'm burning it down. Yeah, right. I get it. But here's, here's what I'm saying, though. And, and like, for instance, I, I helped... Bruce Franks get elected. I mean, I, I on TV, I openly advocated for his election. All right, mm-hmm. and all I see from Bruce Franks is he, he's every time I turn around, there he is screaming at Whitey, and I'm like, going, okay. So I thought, you know, Bruce Franks Jr. as a young man, he was all, oh yeah, I'm going to help my community. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Well, you know what? Uh, just screaming at people every time I turn around, there he is, <laughs> running his mouth, sweating like a quarter horse out there, screaming at somebody. <laughs> I'm like going, okay, uh, let's let's what what the hell's he doing? Exactly. You know, and, and again, you have to. Okay. And I helped him get elected. That's the same okay, way. I openly supported him, and there's no denying helped that. him get elected. And that's you can't nobody take that from you, can they? So, and, and so and so that's my no. What I'm saying is though. My presumption was that he was going to be a cooperative cog in a wheel that is necessary to develop all communities, and I figured that he'd be part of it too. But instead, it's just back to the back to the thing. That's what I'm saying. I would, promises, I guess I would have promises, had the, promises, promises. I would rather have the Hubbard. Black back people in are tired office. of being put on the back burner. For everything. We always the last ones to get something. I don't give a damn if it's from the president, if it's from the mayor, if it's from the alderman, if it's from the police department. We always last to get what we want and to get what we have to say. Now, with that being said, Kim Paris has come back. And she said, hey, Henry, how about this? Organized neighborhood cleanups. They don't matter. I don't care how much trash you clean up. They're going to throw it back down well, see, To we my have, point. We, so, so why is it President on, Trump's me, job to pick me, up the let trash? Me, let me finish, Jay right. Money. I got, I got them fired up today, y'all. Like the Pied Piper. Use whatever social media you have to live stream these projects. A different one every weekend. That is what... Uh, 
I will. That is what will get a bid from the president. Not screaming how he sucks. I never said the president sucks. No, no, first I know. Of all. I know. See, she. I'm getting about tired of her. I'm finna block her. <laughs> no, don't block. I'm gonna block her on my page. You keep on <laughs> yours. Right. I've been blocking people left and right. She's I don't just play a that. fiery. I don't. No, no. But person. she got. She, she got the wrong. She's not getting the message. Okay, I get it. It's like but, when you talk to somebody and they're not hearing what you're saying. You say, you know what? I'm through talking to you. So now, with all of that being said, they do neighborhood cleanups every two months. You keep on cleaning shit, shit up, they're going to keep on throwing trash down. My Iraq so, analogy that's, that's is perfect sad. then. That's sad. Yeah. That's sad. I, I hate to say it, but it's sad. It's, so that ain't going to happen. So what am I going to do? So President, wait, here come, here President come Trump can march through here that area with a, with, a, with a broom himself and no, still be blamed. President Trump, I don't know what he going to do. That's the thing, Jamie. What is the plan? That's what I'm saying. That's what the hashtag that I have started, what's going on. I don't know what he going to do. I don't have the answer. I, I don't know what I, I know what I know what can be done, but I need to tell him about it. I need to get in his ear. I need to get his attention. And like you said, the only reason he's talking about Stormy Daniels, because everybody keep bringing it up. Well, we if enough black folk that voted for him brings it up, what's going on? Maybe we can get an answer. Now, with that being said, Brother J Money, I have just had a very, very important meeting with that guy that just left. Who was that guy that just left? <laughs> Which one? Ben Murphy? Ben? And yeah. Who, who was the other guy you was interviewing? Uh, Mark Anthony. What does, Jones. What, what, what is he about for the people that are just joining in? They are, uh, well, they better not be just joining in. It's 841. Where well, have you been, people? Well, you know, I'm seeing some new faces. Come on. Come All right. on. We're going to wrap it up. Well, well, yeah, hold on, though, because, uh, because uh, here's the thing. So what would be better? So, uh, so my, here's trying, my idea. I'm trying to make my announcement. I, here's my idea. I want, I want the president. I know he's got he's got his limousine. I, and I know he's got so. he's got That's Marine all. One and he's got uh, Air Force One. You know what he needs? He needs Zamboni One. And so I suggest he go up to Walnut Park and has a Zamboni. It's black with the presidential seal on the side, I don't and he just starts that. cleaning up the streets. I just I just suggest that he just send out a tweet and tell us what's going on. Okay. That's a, a hold a press conference. Because before the election, that's all you talked about. There are several different occasions where he has stood in front of predominantly white audiences and said what he was going to do for the black community. Well, you know what he ought to do is so he ought to do what I'm you're saing, doing is shame. You ought to because you, I think you're good at shaming people who are inactive. And every time the president comes out, he, he, you know, you notice, you know, he, this he should have he should have buried Maxine Waters, should have tore her ass up two years ago. But the minute he opens his mouth about her, you know. He, he, he's going to be called a racist he's so, gonna, because you, you are not to refute any black that's, politician. That's why he needs to leave them Negroes alone and just come on out and say, look, regardless of what they see, okay. this is what I'm finna do. I'm finna keep my promise and we finna act on this thing and blah, blah. Any questions about the urban communities? I ain't here to talk about Russia, the collusion, the witch hunt. I don't care nothing about that. My focus right now is to keep my campaign promise to what I said I was going to do for the urban. That's all I'm saying. I'm not telling. He don't have to start doing nothing to his last year in office because it don't take Donald Trump long to do nothing. Well, tell everybody to leave his ass alone. He'll get around to it. Then. I, well, I'm on his head now. But with all that being said, Brother J Money, I have been asked to throw my hat into the pot because, you know, I'm tired of talking. 
I'm really getting tired of talking. I think I'm all talked out. I think I just talked myself out of going to meet the president. <laughs> so what I'm going to do is the next election, this... Do you know this. what that is? Because I can't find it. I know it. exactly what it is. Well, I need you to tell me because I'm going to play that on my show when I make this announcement on my show today. All right. Hold on. Just Come on. on. It's coming. Exclusive. Is my uh, thing up there, people? See, that's why. This is where you need headphones, dude. I don't them. They don't work. You, c- you can't hear what I'm doing if you don't have headphones but on. But they don't work. Let me see. Okay, I think I hear something. Okay, yeah, I hear something. I hear something. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, as of today, July 30th, my daughter's birthday. See, I, I almost start crying right there. My daughter's 15th birthday. I, with the help of the GOP, and Ben Murphy am throwing my hat into the pool to run for mayor of the city of St. Louis come next election. Amen. It is so. Now watch this. I'm going for mayor. I'm running. I got to back you. They're going to back me. They're going to back me. Ben you told me, you t- I told y'all I was gonna say it. You said y'all was gonna back me. Y'all said I can get the I can get the job done. It is official, ladies and gentlemen. Henry Davis is running for mayor of the city of St. Louis next year. Woo! Wow, man. That's great news. I'm running. It's the Soldier of Love campaign. I don't have no felonies, so don't go looking for none. I ain't got no dirty background, so don't go looking for none. Only thing y'all better get ready for is a black man that is on the board with this president. Here it comes. And that's going to really try to make some real changes in this city. And I'm not going to sit up and wait for everybody to keep on making promises and making promises. I'm going to start right in the hood, and we're going to get this thing together. I'm, I'm helping the police. I'm helping everybody. City workers, y'all finna get y'all due presents. Anybody listening to this message that can understand what I'm saying, Henry Davis, born, raised in St. Louis that live on the north side, is running for mayor. It's about time. The Soldier of Love campaign. Henry Davis, everybody. I thought maybe you'd run against Lacey Clay, but that's coming. Get elected mayor first. Hey, by the way, man, I'm happy for you. Hey, it's a Soldier of Love campaign. I got the backing. They just gave me the green light. They say, Henry, you want to do it? I say, hell yeah. And Ben can make it happen. Oh, yeah, Ben can make a lot of things happen. I'm running. You're the soldier of love. I'm running for mayor. Come on with it, Lida. Come on with it. I just saw her last night. She looks beatable. She ain't doing a damn thing. She didn't even invite the black people to the ribbon cutting. 
Oh, come on, man. She let the black people use the They had to scissors. make a fuss. They had to make a fuss and do the whole thing over. I made a video about it. I cracked up. Well, I'll tell you what. Watch out for the debate you're going to have with her when, when you're asked, when she's asked what she's done for black people. She goes, well, we loaned them the big scissors to, for their ribbon cutting. <laughs> <laughs> we loaned them our white people scissors. You know how much those big scissors cost on Amazon? That's big news. Melanie Smith. That's big news. Sarah LeMaster say run as a Democrat, though. No, I'm not running as a Democrat. Run as an independent. What do you think? Independent? I just do independent. But Sarah's kind of right. But, but, but everybody knows what I'm going, what I'm about. Yeah, no. You're, indep- you're independent. I guess. I mean, I have some independent ideas, but I'm pretty much conservative. No, I know. Well, yeah, but 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 you can be a conservative. I, I just think that you'd be better off. But anyway, it doesn't matter. I think you're a new Republican, just like President Trump was. He was able to do it. What do you think, Jay Money? I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm not playing, Jay Money. Have I ever lied to you before? Think you know what it. you want to do? You want to take the scissors that light alone to the black you love them scissors ribbon cutter people <laughs> and say that you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna separate Lida Cruz and, and the Democratic plantation from the real people of St. Louis. Snip, snip. Exactly. Use the scissors as like a symbol of your campaign. No, because I don't want nobody to say he threatened to stab <laughs> me. <laughs> well, that's it, Jay I think I've said enough for All right, man. All right, well, I think I said enough for today, ladies and gentlemen. You, you, know, you, you haven't shown us enough though. Oh, not yet. You, you just showed us what's on the other side of that uh, oh. sweatshirt. <laughs> I'll take your. I'll take my shirt off. I forgot, if you take yours I off. I forgot all about this damn shirt, boy, Jamie. You. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I just announced that I'm running for mayor, and he's still worried about what's on the <laughs> sweatshirt. <laughs> my man, my man, ladies and gentlemen, I am going to tighten my game up. I am going to. Uh, I got to start getting me some suits and some shirts and tie. I don't even own a suit. You know, <laughs> I got to start getting, getting, getting my game and stepping my game up and start getting some real people that I can trust because this is going to be fun. That's a great idea. I got Ben Murphy behind me. Oh, probably. yeah. Ben Murphy. And you know what? Ben Murphy you don't play to, no game. This could be the first mayoral election that President Trump gets involved in. I'm trying to tell you something here. Although, or do you think what will happen is the... You'll lose the black vote because President Trump is is your because I, I I still understand what all I'm this trying about to tell me. you. What I'm trying to tell you is the people that give a damn voted. The people that don't give a damn didn't even vote. Right. That's what I'm trying to get you to understand. The black people that voted for Donald Trump in this city gives a damn. The other ones didn't even vote. They say I ain't voting for neither one of them, Hillary or Donald Trump. 80% of them, well, I don't know if this is true, but 80% of them, in my mind, couldn't vote because they failed it. Right. You know. I, and it's the truth. I'm I not, know it is. I, I'm not, I don't knock my people. I, I, I rock my people. No, I know. I, I rock them. I shake them to the core. I tell them the truth. Right. Because, see, I got to go back to the hood. And somebody be sitting on my front and say, what you say about Black Lives Matter, nigga? No. I, I'm just, <laughs> hold on. I don't, I, don't, I don't talk about Black Lives Matter because that's not my movement. No, I know. If you notice, the only problem I got with Black Lives Matter is it only matters when the police kill a black person. Yeah. But. Black people kill black people every day. And that's I think the only problem I got with black lives. And in defense of their organization, I guess they would tell you that that's why they were creative or a police thing. The other stuff they'll take care of later. But I just think that they ought to, well, you know, that's another story. Exactly. Well, it's official, ladies and gentlemen. I love you, Jay Money. I'll, I'll support you. Wednesday. 
Yes, Wednesday on your show. I'm going to announce my sh- I'm going to announce my mayoral run tonight. But Wednesday, <laughs> I'm ho- I need I'm spe- on the show. I need you post you coming in. So how do I find how do I find your show then uh, on Fair- the K O V L Radio. K O V L Radio. It's on an app. You can do like like Radio Free Almond is. Right. It's on Facebook. I I stream it live. I stream okay. all of my shows live. But uh, it's not. Uh, it, I, granted, we don't have. They know it's not all fancy like you got it here. We getting there. We getting there. Yeah. We. It's not all. We don't have a guy behind the glass and this that. No. We just come in. We sit down. I work the little board. I mean, but it's effective. It's effective. You got to understand, we starting from the grassroots. And one day, especially now that I'm finna run for mayor, we just may get some big sponsors like you and, you know, be able to go to London and and, and <laughs> hold a live remote. And these fans, this microphone probably costs more than anything in the studio, but it's effective. And I chose to go with them because I didn't want to jump on nothing that's already established. You know me. I want to jump on something where I can help be a part of it and watch it grow. You know, that's right. So that's that's the and, and plus it's my people, you know. But one thing about you is I ain't gonna never forget about Jay. My, I don't give a damn. They may they may kick me off their show tomorrow, but I know I can always come and holler at my man Jay Money and say, "Well, damn, Henry, what happened to you on the show?" Well, this day day, I was a loose cannon, baby. <laughs> Buddy, I love you, Jamie. I'm gonna, give you, you too, I'm gonna let you close I, your I, show out. I love you. I talk to you tomorrow. I want to uh, later on. I want to. I, I can't f- figure out what the best theme song for you would be. Souls of Love or, or this? What's going on? The you best know. theme song, I'm finna make a new song. Oh, you are? What's going on? You sure Marvin Gaye's gonna be okay with that? Well, it's just the instrumental. Oh. I'm gonna change the words like oh. I did with all my <laughs> other songs. But what's going on? Okay. I'm not playing, man. I'm looking forward to it, buddy. I know you here. This finna be a ride. <laughs> I know. <laughs> this finna be good. Can you imagine me standing in front of a group of people? Telling them about what's wrong with this city the right way oh, instead yeah. of trying to cater. And then I got the police on my side. You know the police love me. That's why I ain't locked up with my six traffic warrants. Police love me. Man, you better watch out. Buddy, I want you to have a show on Radio Free Almond, too. You think those people will let you do that? I mean, I'm, I'm waiting on you. I'm waiting on you. I'm from 5 to 7, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Any other time, I'm yours. Make it happen. Who is the man? You're the best, buddy. Yeah! Love you, bro. Love you, too, man. Who's the black private dick that does a sex machine to all the chicks? Henry! All right, Jay All right, buddy. Love you, man. Henry Davis for mayor of City St. Louis, everybody. Can you dig it? Of course you can. I knew that you could. Wow. That was uh Who's the cat that won't cop out when there's danger all about? That was a big news right there. They kicked me off Facebook. Oh, I'm good? Alright, good. Man, Henry's great. Hey, I want to let you guys know that I am gradually, I'm going to put a list together of the people who are supporting the show. What you just got there, you realize I didn't, ha- I didn't take a break at all. You could, have, you could have sat in your car, done whatever, and you could have listened the entire time. 
and not with one commercial break. But again, the show can't roll on without the sponsors, without the people who are supporting the show. And one of the first people ever out of the blocks to be an advertiser on the show was Mattress King. That was the first first person to ever get involved with this was Chris Kahneman. And he is the owner of uh, Mattress King. And Chris is a great guy. And Mattress King was the first advertiser, I'm proud to announce, on Radio Free Almond. Of course, other people have come back afterwards. The Pootie Wellness Center, Santino's Cigars and Cocktails, Discovery Design Incorporated. I'm going to have my friend Michael Proctor, Proctor Drapery, on the way. Please give him a call, proctordrapery.com, Proctor spelled like doctor, and tell him thank you for considering the show. Matthew Mitchell, my Allstate agent. I'm going to get Jeremy North, my 360 IRA guy. We're going to have uh, the Suntrip guys added to the mix, Golden Oak Lending on the way. I'm already working as a go-between with uh, Tracy Ellis and Rick Ellis and the Tracy and Rick Ellis team. TracyEllis.com. It's a fantastic little synergy we got going on here. Heck, I've got uh, some other people down the line, too. And these are people who support the show and keep Radio Free Almond alive and also give you free conservative radio and radio that goes uninterrupted like this. Mattress King is the exclusive symbol mattress dealer. And Chris only does this by appointment only on weekdays. Saturdays you can pop in if you want to. But the reason why he does this by appointment only is because it keeps the cost down. You don't have a bunch of people hanging around, sitting in a mattress store, waiting for somebody to walk in. So they, could, they could trick into buying one of these mattresses that are overpriced and way overbuilt. You want a simple mattress, and inside it's made of bamboo. Bamboo is an absolute groundbreaking, comfortable kind of mattress filler, and that's what the symbol mattress is all about since 1961. And so you're going to be able to get twin, full, queen, kings, quantities are limited on a first-come, first-serve. So they've got you know the plush pillow top, memory foam, cooling gel, hybrids, all kinds of different things, and, of course, the symbol mattress. And these are all mattresses that you are not going to find more cheaply than at Mattress King. I want you to check them out on the web. One Mattress King on Facebook is where you're really going to find them. Like the page. Tell them thank you for supporting the show. What you just heard there between, man, Mark Anthony Jones and Henry Davis and other folks and, 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 and the show itself, you heard all that brought to you by the people who sponsor the show, Radio Free Almond. And that's we couldn't do it without them. And I certainly couldn't do it without you, too. So did we kick us off? They kicked us. They did? Yeah. Damn it. Well, Really? Isaac Hayes has all his police out there? I didn't even hardly even play any, did I? No. Too, too, too much? I guess. Yeah, well. It was, and it took a long time. Well, just in time. They kicked us off. So uh, I'll, I'll make sure. I get, those of you on the stream can, can know that it's uh, Mattress King, and you can get a hold of them for a nice little appointment today, any part of the day, 636 698 5167 636-698-5167. And you can check out One Mattress King on Facebook as well. And I really do appreciate uh, them and uh, Chris and all the gang there for, uh, for helping me out. I'm not going to play this again, am I? No, I better not. I'll just get the, I'll get the intro. 
or the outro going here. That was quite a ride, man, with Henry Davis. A roller coaster of emotions. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good discussion, though. You know, I mean, uh, it needs to be talked about, and I don't know how I'm, – I'm, I'm, I'm talking about it till I'm blue in the face when it comes to, you know, trying to tell people that, you know, the interests of the black community are not different at all than the interests of the white community. You want a strong economy – Good education, schools, but it's not going to happen when when local politicians don't cooperate. When all they're doing is uh, getting in the way and being part of the problem. So that's the bottom line there. People wonder, well, how come you haven't got kicked off for this? And it's because JB was telling me and Matt were telling me that that, that this is part of a uh, compendium. It was a Cole Porter. Done by Rockstar's thing, and David Byrne did this version of Don't Fetch Me In and probably just gave up the rights. So now we have them. Or at least I have them for now. All right, people, tomorrow I'm going to see if I can get the judge on. Might be Tuesday or Wednesday. Jimmy Hoff's going to be with us. I didn't have time to fit him in today. Doug Giles is going to be on as well. And Pamela Geller, I'm proud to announce, is back on the Almond Show, Radio Free Almond. Going to have her on on Wednesday. Pamela Geller, the Geller Report. Tell her thanks a lot for checking with us. And also, if you can text or tweet Judge Napolitano and tell him thank you for coming back on the show. Have a great rest of your day, everybody. RadioFreeAlmond.com. 